If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Form. Form is the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all of its forms. Designed for all hair textures, the Form collection minimizes guesswork and makes hair care simpler by offering personal regimens designed for individual hair needs. Get 10% off of your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash friendzone. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com forward slash friendzone and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. Let's start the show. Oh, you mean you want me to rap? <laughs> oh, you mean you want me to tap? Oh, them drugs are straight in the trap. Oh, them kids are straight acting bad. <laughs> oh, them kids know I'm not their dad. <laughs> Everybody, baby mama's mad. Everybody still crouch and grab. Well, I walk the streets, I'm kind of famous. Everybody know that is the lamest thing anybody ever could say. My name is Dustin Ross. I say, hey, walk in the room and get noticed. Everybody had put on notice. Joy TC, what my focus is when I start my new shit, kids. That's right, stay tuned, cause I'ma be on your television soon. <laughs> like in a week, feeling like my shit don't stink. Yeah, right, just a peek into what I'm capable of. Just like that glove. If it don't fit, you must acquit. Nigga, just get out my business. Witness. <laughs> Courtroom, I'm sick of power boom. Every week make me mad. Them damn kids look so sad. That little boy up and grabbed his sister and he said, uh-uh. Ghost is my daddy. And if you think I ain't sadly, I'ma have to remind you on pedigree. My mama named Tasha with a T. That was Sante. I feel better already. My mama named Tasha. Tasha with a T. See, it's unforgettable. Unforgettable. What, <laughs> what am I supposed to do after that? See, what it's am a I game changing bars, that? man. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, you gonna hold me down, friend? You gonna do the big bars? <laughs> oh, yeah, 
I got Ooh. my face hurting already. Mm-hmm. I think I did enough with the beat this week. <laughs> you know, I was doing enough. You know, the production, if you was really listening, I was doing some switch-ups in there. Okay. You know, the loops was getting a little fruity, okay? And for those of y'all that know them little apps and things, okay, producers, reach out. Got them ideas on deck. That's right. Jukebox. <laughs> Jukebox Jones, they call me. Okay. Speaking of, I want to go on the goddamn uh, beat Spotify, beat uh, Shazam. Yeah, me too. Yo. Somebody got to reach out. Oh, the show. Hell yeah. Is it still good? Hell yes. Jamie Foxx be up there hosting his ass off, and the show is fun as fuck. He's they so going to be broke messing with me. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to win all we of the money the whole on thing home. I, don't I really think you understand. See it. We taking the whole thing is home. Is it on Hulu? Maybe. It should. It's a Fox show. It should be. Okay. I'm going to check the name. They be having all the new primetime. They Fox play songs you can roll your hips to. That's a little Hulu. Hula. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Something. <laughs> shit. Well, anyway, welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look <laughs> into all things mental health, mental wellness, mental hygiene. Because which one of y'all <laughs> want a musty brain? Which two of y'all? I know. <laughs> You're not talking to me. So yeah, you're talking to. <laughs> hey, Hi, friend. Guys. Hi, Justin. <laughs> What's going on, friend? How are your weekends? Oh, it was amazing. Ooh, that My sounded was really... amazing. Shout out to Chef Rose. Shout out to everybody. I had fun. <laughs> Shout out to Shout Chef Rose. Shout out to everybody. I had fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm Natasha with a T. Shout out to <laughs> Chef Roble. I went to um, his everyday people party at oh, La Marina. Cute. Wait, yeah. what? It was yes. at La Marina? Yes, at La Marina. Look. And I went. It was so much Ooh. fun. Shout out. We got a little bit of love from supporters of the show. I love running into people like that. So oh, that was really dope. Cute. Yeah, it was a good good time. Great vibes. Great mm. vibes. Yeah. How was your weekend, Asante? It was great. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of it. Thanks so much to Crystal Jean and her weed whiskey. And Crystal Jean. She made weed weed white crispy tweets, as I was saying before. <laughs> weed white crispy tweets. Yeah. <laughs> weed white crispy tweets. So, yeah, she Are made... You still on them? <laughs> I, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. <laughs> Wait, why, why me and my brother, me and my brother had a pact? Y'all about to laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> Me and my brother had a pet. That <laughs> if one of us... Pe- Oh my oh, God! No. If one of us no, had to be no. at the other one's service, uh, we was gonna make them play the Irish remix. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, I'm at a crossroads. <laughs> yeah. Me and my brother. Shout out to my brother. Growing up, I had fun. <laughs> I really did. What but, is this yeah, my <laughs> What is this accent? There's a video of a known commentator in the ballroom community, right? Okay, I'm like, I knew this yep, was coming Named from Selvin. Something. And it's a it's a video that's gone viral. It's turned into like a meme or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's Selvin. I'm pretty sure that's Selvin. Selvin is, um, but Selvin is in the video <laughs> in a wig <laughs> saying, leaving outside of a ball, right? Mm-hmm. Function or whatever, saying, you know, shout out to everybody. I had fun. And people have taken it and turned it into this viral meme that they apply to everything. Like, <laughs> no, I'm like, where is you know, this coming from? Leaving Daytona Beach weekend mood. And it'll be that video. Shout out to everybody. I had fun. Watch all the tweets and shit we get from this. Uh, Tweet them that video. Well, no, never mind. No, never no, mind. No, no, please. Never mind. I've already done it, damn it. <laughs> 
a thousand people be like, I don't know if anyone else sent this to you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to now you see his friend's iPad going black. Like, you know what? <laughs> That's it. Got the mentions going up on a Tuesday. Wait, tell us more about your weekend. It was fun, you know. I was shout out to Fatima. Yay, happy 30th. Yes, Lady Dubs. You know, you've reached <laughs> Lady the big three oh. I met her way back in the day when we were both doing YouTube videos trying to be on uh, I remember. the real world. Do you remember that? I no. do. <laughs> no, that shit was funny as hell. It was funny as hell. We both would if imagine me and her in the real world house, especially today. Like, the, on this last season of Real World, or maybe the season before they were having the issue, you know, about using the N-word and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Baby. And I was watching that shit. Like, I would have been right there like, um, you have this fucked up, nigga, please. Like, and imagine me <laughs> and her both in the house. Like, she's really ratchet, so she would have been up there like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I know this nigga did not just say nigga. Like, we would have been flipping that shit up and turning it up. So happy birthday to you. And Yay. thanks for all the laughs and fun memories. I had a great weekend. Friend, your weekend. Yes, please tell us. Acquaint us. What you've been doing. You all of the great work you've been doing we want to oh, know yeah this weekend was the New York stop of the tour yes it was a double stop so it was Saturday and Sunday and it was incredible of course I knew it would be New York always you know my, my beautiful city <laughs> holding it down yeah hometown love they always hold it down it was perfect it was perfect day one was powerful a lot of tears a lot of releasing day two was a little lighter the girls were a little sillier but it was like fun like we shared like funny stories and there was a lot more laughter so two totally different days but uh the impact was powerful both days and I was just I'm always amazed you just never know what you're gonna get with the group of women that come but I'm so excited I'm also very excited to slow down for the next two weeks. Yeah. Because I am really exhausted. Um, And then the next stop is New Orleans. And then, well, actually, London is our first. (coughs) Yeah. (coughs) (laughs) The friend zone. Across the pond. Right. The next flight I will be jumping on will be to London with the friend zone. Cannot wait for the shout out live festival. Um, shout out to everybody who bought tickets. You're gonna have a great time. I'm really amazing. looking forward to it. Brilliant yeah, idiots can't wait will to be, be there. there. Uh, another round. Mm-hmm. Two dope. What is it? Two dope queens. Yep. So a lot of your favorite podcasts. So I'm very excited. We are excited to put together an awesome show for you guys. Yes, we are. Um, and then after that, that's when I head to New Orleans that following weekend. So. Lots to place. do. And then we're doing Afropunk. Yes. Then we have our live show on August 19th. That's hopefully right. you guys have gone to thefriendzonelive.com to get your tickets. Thank you to everyone who purchased the VIP. They sold out. So it's a lot. This yes. will be a very intense August. So I'm excited to slow down for the next two weeks. And for those of y'all listening in London that do want to come see us, it, again, it's August 5th and it's the So Live Festival. Uh, shout out Live Festival. And you can get tickets at soulivefestival.com. Yay. Hey. I'm so much fun. I'm so excited. Right? For real. And we're going to look cute. Oh, my you God. You know, we're already planning our look. Fran has so <laughs> she's just such a genius. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. you want to jump into the show? Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Something's over here giggling. So, 
On last week's show, we actually took it pretty light because we were all pretty tired after yes, our we weekend uh, at Essence Fest in New Orleans. And we were also just really excited because it was an awesome weekend. And we wanted to share it with you. And of course, a lot of you had things to say about the episode. A lot of you said it was your favorite, but I guess it's because we just were giggling and laughing the entire time. And playing A&Rs, okay? Yes, and talking about uh, our pro- our dream A&R project. <coughs> But a lot of you had a lot to say. So, Asante, who stood out to you? Well, I am going to pull this one off of the Twitter. Um, June's Rain tweeted at Friends on Pod. June's Rain. I already Keep see what's happening. supporting and promoting at June's Diary, and they will be able to release original music. <laughs> and I... <laughs> You know, I feel you and I feel everything that you are saying, June. And with that said, I would like to give an update of a, a, another tweet that followed later that day or maybe a couple of days ago. Um, at June's Diary Daily tweeted hashtag wraparound, which was June's Diary. Um, it was one of their original songs, was removed by Epic Records and is being given away to someone else. So... <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to keep supporting these young ladies if Epic ain't. they are not being properly taken care of. I would love to invest in these talented, talented young women, but if and we were just Asante was just playing us some of their music a little, like a couple minutes ago, and I'm they can sing. The talent, I mean, never talented as hell, and it's yeah. just annoying really to me sing. that you would take all of these talented ass bitches and like put them here and leave them or forget about them or just be dropping the ball like this. Justice for June's Diary. Oh, my God. Right. Free June's Diary. Shit. Free June's Diary. I want to know what it is, what's in it. They worse off than Boosie. And he didn't even know what the hell a selfie was. What? Remember that? <laughs> no. When Boofy get when Boo, Boofy. Boofy. <laughs> same he thing. He well. Peace pipe, crack pipe, same thing. <laughs> um, Boosie, when Boosie got out of jail, he didn't know what um, what a selfie was. Aww. Yeah, and but but he knew what gay sex was when he seen all that in jail. He was able to write a damn court document detail. I'm talking about it looked like yes. discovery material. Yes. That's how detailed it was. But enough on that. Uh. So, friend, what did you find over there? Um, Keter Keats on SoundCloud said, "Cute name, right?" Myel Organics is sold at Target. The deep conditioner is very thin, but it's bomb. And I just picked up the mint oil. And wow. Myel Organics is the product that I mentioned uh, last on last week's wellness segment. And Asante yeah, is smiling. so funny. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I was watching Basketball Wives, <laughs> you know, which we'll talk more about later. And the founder of Myel Organics was on there. I, I forgot whose friend she was, but I was like, Friend was just talking about this, <laughs> and here we are on Basketball Wives. I was like, "Oh no, what?" But you said she didn't do anything. Wild, nah, she so. wasn't on there being ratchet. She was very lovely. She okay, was a, good. I good. forgot what why she was even Isn't on there. Odd but, timing that yo, I'm going to do I her wellness, you not, I w- and then she comes on TV. What if she would have been busting bottles on people's heads? I would have been mortified. Then it it might have been more reason to buy the product, depending on you know she wanted you had to not. wash it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd be like, did I say my L? Because I meant <laughs> Shea Moisture. <laughs> that L. <laughs> now nah, she would have fit into our duality episode. <laughs> right. We would right. have to go back and revisit all that. Uh, what about you, Dustin? What'd you find on these Twitter streets? In these streets. In these streets. Well, in these streets, we're going to make a hard right, and then we're going to back on into Carrie's Corner, baby. Carrie. 
Because when I tell you, Carrie's Corner gave us everything that we needed this week. Uh, we don't need to look any air, anywhere else. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, Carrie's Corner is a special segment, an auxiliary segment. Yes. That yes. we have here at the Friend Zone. Auxiliary segment. auxiliary segment. Okay. <laughs> that we have here at the Friend Zone. It's an offshoot of Indy's Twitter streets that specifically focuses on friend to the show, uh, Carrie, whose Twitter handle is at I-T-S-K-A-R-Y underscore. underscore. It's Carrie underscore. Basically, this week, as we all know, Black China and Rob Kardashian had a slew of messy, <laughs> slothy drama. <laughs> um, it was horrible. They yes. had this, uh, this, all this drama situation that unfolded on social media. So, of course, the opiners were opining, and Carrie happened to be, happened to be one. Um, during this week, uh, Black China gave an interview on Good Morning America. Talking about her. Why am I doing like this? On Good Morning America? Yeah. Black fucking China was on Good Morning right. America with her lawyer. Like doing per- <clears throat> like press. Talking about how, you know, devastated she was by the revenge porn and all this stuff. But while she was on there, she had a noticeably more demure wig on, right? <laughs> no, I mean, we're talking about Black China, who's known for these beautiful, beautiful, colorful wigs, which... Let it be known here on the friend zone, that's where that shit came from. So all these girls who are rocking these wigs that they see Kylie Jenner rocking, that Tokyo Styles does such an amazing job on, okay? Because it's not him. He's doing his job and doing it damn well. But that colored wig trend, the Kardashians got that from Black China. They actually got a couple things from Black China, but that's another conversation (laughs) for another time. (laughs) Anyway, um, so all this stuff unfolded on Twitter. Carrie and them were laughing because Black China had this wig on that was supposed to make her look, obviously it was intended to make her look more approachable, more, you know, downplayed, more demure, you know, all of those things. So Carrie had the bright idea to, to tweet, tweet pick me your legal action wig. And first he tweeted a picture of um, Black China and her lawyer and he called it Law and Order Special Wigs Unit. <laughs> then he tweeted tweet pick your legal action wig, which created an <laughs> onslaught of replies. People putting pictures of Deb Abbott, pictures of Vivica Fox, <laughs> no. pictures of Sherry Shepard, pictures of Patti LaBelle, pictures of anybody with a note. Uh, what's her? Celia Cruz? <laughs> pictures of everybody, okay? <laughs> I'm talking about anybody who's know. ever worn a wig that's noticeable. They added these wigs and they um, com- they captioned all the pictures with something related to, you know, a disposition or a perspective you would have in court as the plaintiff or the defendant. <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever read in my life, I really don't need to look no further, further. These are all the tweets we need in these streets this week. <laughs> Shout out to It's Carrie, Carrie's Corner. That's Carrie, it. you are hilarious. Yes. Tweet pick your legal action wig. I'm talking about those pictures of Michael Jackson. <laughs> what? The Braxtons. Anybody you can think, like... It was hilarious. Y'all are hysterical. That's, That's what I found. So you guys want to jump into this week's show? Wouldn't yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, my first question is, Asante, did you listen to 444? I did. You did? I did. What are your thoughts now that you've heard it? You know, Jay-Z has always been one of those, like, father figures in hip-hop to me. Like, he's always just been able to, like, I don't know, tell the story in a really cool way. And I've always appreciated his perspective on how he's done things, even how he's handled certain situations, even how he's taken things like uh, the American Gangster album and done shit like that. Super cool, super innovative. So for him to, for him to really let us into his life on like a really humble level, 
Like, I feel like most people, they're like, all right, you know, I got to go in here and do this project and I'm going to be really cocky about it or whatever. I feel like he was really like, huh? The huge. Right. I feel like he really was like taking off his armor and like really letting us in and showing us um, not even in a like victimizing way. Like he was just ready to give us how things were going. And and I really fuck with that. And I think it's so crazy to me. Like even I still like my little moments where uh, like Beyonce came in. Um, on certain songs on and Family, Family Feud. Feud yes and then Sounds for him so to have good. you know Blue on there too it's still just Daddy what's a will <laughs> <laughs> right right it just speaks to the many things that he can do as a man and as the man that he is like he's never gonna conform or try to switch up or anything like that and I've always appreciated and respected that about him so for him to still be able to do the work that he does how he does it like today and it mean the it means the shit that it means is like crazy to me it's mind blowing Especially yeah. someone at that age. Agreed. Do you guys get a chance to see the, what are they calling them? The footnotes. The footnotes. Yes, because I absolutely started my title subscription. And- hey, hey, <laughs> won't he do it? Yes, God. But yes. I also canceled it, so you know, Already? I can still use it. I just needed my free trial, okay? And it's twenty five ninety nine because, you know, I only want the good one, the great right, the one. the high five. The so high if five. I can't keep it's worth that, it. I mean, and I believe that, so I'm, I've been watching the footnotes. I'm like, I'm going to get all my money's worth yep. this month. <laughs> it's really an experience. What did you guys think of the footnotes? Especially the 444 footnote where they, he had like a group of men and I think it was... Um, Jesse Williams Jesse was in Williams, there. Jesse Williams, Kendrick was there. Yes. Who else did you spot? Chris Rock. Oh, Wendy yeah, kicked Williams. it off. <laughs> <laughs> she was in there talking about 444. Will Smith. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and you know what? Did you notice they had to Skype Will Smith in? <laughs> I know. What was that about? <laughs> like, that shit had me dying. I was like, I was like, is that Will Smith on the Skype? <laughs> it was like on Got to Be Real. Shout out to Patty LaHale. <laughs> How on Got to Be Real, every time they would have Whitney contribute, she would never be there with the other women. She would always be phoned in or Skyped in every single time. Even from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but I thought the, the conversation was really interesting because it ties into what we brought up last week when we uh, mentioned 444 album. Just when I was telling, well, me and Dustin kind of going back and forth because mm-hmm. Asante hadn't heard it yet at that point. Just about imagining, um, yes, he opened up and Jay-Z talked about, I mean, he opened up as much as he could. Right, right. Right, obviously not giving us, like, too many details. But we basically right, know for sure that Beyonce had, she's going through it with him. Right. You know, and his inability to love and the different um, blocks that he was battling and, I guess, letting her in. And he was really open about that. And I thought it was cool that he had the round table on the footnotes video with all the men, even Chris Rock, like sharing their different issues. And um, I thought there was one part, the guy, what's his name that he was in Get Out, that he played the TSA? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, um, he, from, uh, shit. From the damn, what's the name of the show that he on? It's on the tip of my <laughs> I tongue. I can't believe I'm, God. Hold on. I'm, well, everyone listening knows who it is. Well, the guys are looking it up. <laughs> but, what, but what is the name of the show? Oh, With the comedian, the black dude, and Loretta Devine is on there, David Allen Green. I'm sorry. The Carmichael Show. The Carmichael, Carmichael show. show. Okay. Which What's is canceled, isn't it? Yeah, after three seasons. Damn, I heard it was hilarious. Damn. Um, so he was on it, too, and, and there was one part where he said... Lil Rel. 
Yes. Lil Rel, who was actually at the Insecure y- yes, party, too. Yes, he was there, too. <laughs> it was yep. cool to see him. He was very, very nice. But he was saying that the part that frustrates him about when you mess up is that your girl won't leave you when you mess up. She'll stay with you, be frustrated, get angry, tap out, and then when you finally get, get your, your shit, shit together, together, that's when she's like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> and he's like, why didn't you just leave when I first fucked up? <laughs> like, why would you stay this whole time and then leave me, you know, after? So I thought it was cool to see... The men's lemonade. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is essentially That's exactly what this is. You know, Beyonce provided the healing for the divine feminine and us getting a chance to like talk about these different things that we've been impacted by with our moms and our kids and our relationships. And then now the men get a chance to have their round table and kind of air <clears throat> out the things that they're confused about, frustrated about. They even discussed the OJ song and video and just like being a rich successful black man in america and how that kind of gives you a key then they brought up bill cosby like but it can also be (laughs) snatched away and tiger woods and all these different examples but i think it's cool do you guys think how do you guys feel that this is the angle he's taking of like creating a platform for men to speak about their challenges, particularly black men, obviously, because I didn't see any white guys on there. I think that that is um, a, a great physical representation of what this album actually is. And to me, it's nothing more than something that stuck close to the original play of what hip hop and rap music was about. Rap music was originally an outlet for people that were from areas where they really did not have a voice. They really were not given an opportunity to share their perspective, their views, their feelings, their thoughts, their dreams, none of that. So that's what rappers did in rap music. You rapped about lifestyles that you wanted to live, lifestyles you did live, perils of of being underprivileged and the and the joys and highs of being successful and rich. That's what rap music was about. So essentially it was people telling their stories. This album, yes, he touches on the infidelity and the challenges that him and his wife face and then being able to move past that, but it touches on so many things. His relationship with his mom, mm-hmm. his views as a black businessman, his views as a black man in America that's understanding economics from a completely different place now that he has amassed a certain level of wealth. Him as a father, him as a son, him as uh Ooh, just so, so many things. Kill Jay-Z. You're talking about a theme? <laughs> so this album essentially is just him really becoming raw and getting back to the roots of hip-hop, which is telling your perspective and your feelings freely because you now are literally taking ownership of your platform. That's why I think this album is resonating so well with hip-hop heads all over the world. People can say that he's old. 50 Cent said it's too smart, which to me makes it seem like he too dumb. You know, I would never say something was too smart. What is that saying about Wait, you? He said the album. Was yeah, too he smart? said four 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 was too smart, friend. Fifty cent, which I guess now we know there was why there was never tracks. an S on the end Wait. of cents. <laughs> oh my god! But does he mean too smart as in a good idea or too no, smart? No, like he, he meant too smart it. like people want the the masses won't get it because it's too smart. Wow, interesting. Very mm-hmm. much so. So, but that's anytime you can do that and ruffle those kind of feathers, future, um, who Jay Z actually, if you really get into the lyric, 
he was actually saying that he understood Future's pain. You know what I'm saying? He understood that that would be something that would be um, an uncomfortable process for you to go through as a dad, watching your child play with someone else because you know that the other person is there simply because you know you were at fault. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the space he was thinking of. If Future's so dumb and not paying attention, he just said, oh, whatever. You talking about let's have money on the gram. So he gets on Snapchat and puts money to his face and says, you ain't got the juice like that. Totally mm-hmm. missing the point when he was on your side, dumb, dumb. <laughs> but the fact that the album has that kind of impact, it makes me excited as a hip-hop fan. I love his, it. His Look how long I've been talking. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? This right. is great. So that's why I love 444. It's back to the roots. This is what we need more of, honestly. Yes. I agree. I think the vulnerability has kind of been lost in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, with this mumble rap. Mm-hmm. And that's no shade to it. I'm actually a fan of everything. I'm right. a fan of whatever people like. But I do think there needs to be balance. And I feel like the only person that has been talking about anything has been like, what, Kendrick, Kendrick. J. Cole, oh, yeah, right, Cash <laughs> Absol, I know he's like usually pretty honest in his music. Blue so, Ivy. <laughs> now. <laughs> right. The number one rapper. Ooh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But I will say, watching, and I know you watched them, Asante, watching the the footnotes amazed me watching Jay-Z be so open because I'm like, yes. I'm not used to seeing him without his coolness on, if that makes sense. And not saying that him being open makes him uncool. Right. But I'm so, I, I know Jay-Z the persona, but I felt like in these videos you're seeing Sean Carter. And you know why I think the way they were able to capture that is how they did all the, how they made everybody just a man. Like, all you hear is talking to open. Chris Tucker, he's just talking. I mean, ooh, Chris Rock, he's just talking to open. Mm -hmm. Like, Anthony Anderson at one point is in there. He's talking and talking about how he's openly, how he was selfish and, like, you know, a lot of those themes. He had to revisit in relationships. And to see all these black men just talking with all of their cool taking off. And then you throw Jay-Z in and it's like, this is riveting <laughs> like right. like it was a masterpiece to watch and even Kendrick on there haven't you know every time I see Kendrick speak he talks about you know revisiting these moments and sitting in them and so like 444 <laughs> kill Jay-Z definitely a moment 444 like definitely moment because I mean the whole thing is moments but specifically when he's talking about um you know uh, telling about Santa Claus the mask off and stuff like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and it's like fucked up because the tooth fairy absolutely like it's fucked up because you know you deal with um, as a man feelings and I forgot who it was in the movie that said something about um, you know because we're men we're supposed to just take it on the chin or it's supposed to be like oh well that's a man and so to hear to hear Jay-Z like as a dad talk about you know oh that's a man like but yeah like he's the man but still like there are all these feelings and emotions that we don't think about when we're out here riding for Beyonce like oh my god like FJZ <laughs> like that's still Blue Ivy's father like he still gotta deal with that and then to look back on relationships with my dad too it was like if he talking about he don't know what to do to, to rebuild these relationships when he met his dad like nobody knew nobody had the science so it was giving me strength to be like well damn as I'm going through this too even Jay motherfucking Z the Great took off his cool and he's talking about that shit. And I love that part where he said when he first met his dad or I guess they were repairing their relationship, he thought mm-hmm. like, now I'll be able to love. Like this was the missing piece. Then he said the next step is like, okay, but how, like mm-hmm. how do you do it? 
And he said that he thought it would be easy to figure out, but it's just been like a lifelong journey of him figuring it out. But just even here, and you know me, because this is literally my <laughs> life work. Right. So to hear him saying this, um, or even the part where I'm not familiar with his name. It's not coming to me. The basketball player that was talking. Yeah, it's going to wrong. Person. Is it like CP3 or something? I don't Chris know Paul. I'm, Chris Paul. Okay, mm-hmm. so I was right. I just kind of remember that that's what people called him. But there was a part that he was like, there's no worse feeling than when you get in the bed and, like, your partner's back is oh, to yeah. you. Like, he was like, that shit is... <laughs> I was like, there needs to be a camera in here. <laughs> we all reacted. No cameras, no. <laughs> But, you know, when the, there's no worse feeling than you get in the bed the and you get that bed. ice cold back. You know, where you, you know you back. fucked up. Yeah, and, and just that openness. Like, I was like... And this is, it made me think of you guys. And that's why I was like, for this episode, it made me curious. Like, do you guys have these conversations with each other? Do you talk, like, as men, do you talk to each other about the difficulties you're having as men, period, or in your relationships, things that you're not understanding? Do you, like, swap notes? Are you accountability partners? Like, nah, man, you shouldn't do this. Like, be honest, because I feel like women... We create those spaces for each other. Even with my tour, like my job right now is holding space for women to sit in a room together. And what we do in that room is be like, listen, what's hurting you? This is what's hurting me. Let's figure out how to fix this. Or if not fix it, but let's at least put it out into the light so that we know it's there, acknowledge it. And you don't know who in the room can give you something that you can walk out of there feeling better than you did when you walked in. That's the whole point of the tour. And men ask me all the time, well, where's our tour? You know, how we need help too. And I'm like, I would love to create a tour for y'all, but I don't think it's my place. Because there needs to be men that step up and create a tour where you guys heal each other. And that's why I think I was so excited to see these videos with Jay-Z and all these different successful men that we know just being very vulnerable to the point that they can talk about their partner having their back to them in a bed. Like, these are conversations that you would never think to hear them discussing. So I wanted to know, like, honestly, do you guys create spaces for each other like this? Do you hold space for each other to figure these things out together? Only with someone that you trust with everything that you have. So, like, for me personally... You know, I'm fortunate enough to have a brother. So, like, me and my brother talk about everything, literally everything. And we always have since since I've known him and I knew him all my life. <laughs> um, and then, like, my best friend Gary, like, Gary and I, he just has a natural way that makes me feel safe. So, like, we kick it. And plus, we had that kind of concern for each other. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm asking. Yeah. So, like, there are places, they're rare because as a man, part of being a man, unfortunately, but it's a reality in this society, we don't like to be vulnerable and we don't like to appear vulnerable. Like we'll feel it, but we don't want you to know that there's any room for you to fuck with me, period. Mm-hmm. So we just put that wall up. But there are times where you're able to be open and candid with somebody and just honest about how you feel. So that's pretty much it but now how y'all can just have a bond as women and like that's enough sometimes for you to feel comfortable sharing things mm-hmm. we don't have that they right. say they, they pretend like they have it at church sometimes <laughs> but you can tell they be friends because like people will start saying 
yeah, brother. Whenever they start saying brother a lot, like, uh, mama, tell you something. Bro- Listen, brother, I tell you, brother. That's how you know they F-O-S. <laughs> so, like, don't believe <laughs> oh the hype. But you can do that with, like, your your real brother or, like, your best friends that you know you know you can trust. Things like that. And do you guys hold each other accountable? I thought you was going to be like, do we hold each other? <laughs> now, wait a minute. I now. mean, I hug my friends, hell yeah, and I hug my brother. And I see you guys say I love you and yeah. stuff. I think it's so important. But do you guys hold each other accountable on your bullshit? To a certain extent, yeah. But, like, you know, my friends need to be able to feel like they can tell me, so I'm not going to make them feel like, you tell me I'm clocking every move you make. <laughs> no, like, you know. But I will, like, because you want, if you really have a genuine love for somebody, you're honest with them. And when they need improvement, you help them get the improvement. You know, just tell them what they need to do. You help them along the way. That's how you be a friend. So I have friends that hold me accountable. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I hope vice versa. But I don't be having no, you know, I just be, <laughs> you know. What's the damn meme? You about to do it again. <laughs> oh, you so <laughs> I'm like, he finna do it again. I'm not doing any more live memes this episode. <laughs> but yeah. There are spaces that exist where men share openly like that. Then you can always tell, though, this is a good thing about those kind of exchanges. You can always tell when it's authentic and when the timing is right. But when it's forced, it doesn't happen. That's why that Reverend Run and Tyree show, how many episodes that run? I didn't, I didn't about know. the same no, many as those letters. Yeah. yeah, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Talking about that. Who going to sit down and be and tell Vulnerable secrets to Reverend Run and Ty- fucking Tyrese. See, I, it also came across. <laughs> it came across sense. preachy too, yes. which I think is like they both came across as like they had it figured out, and they were like schooling you on what you need. And I think that's where it gets lost in translation. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, but what I like about the the way that Jay Z and all the guys. Uh, and the visual aspects of this album are going about it is that they look really vulnerable. <laughs> like, right. Like, you see their faces. Like, like they look... I feel like Jesse Williams was really about to have a moment when yes, he was talking. I was like, his, oh, shit. I was shit. like, this is very real. Nobody mm-hmm. is coming on the angle of a guru right. or an expert or any of that. It's all like, y'all, We're just shit talking. Is hard. We're all together. Right. What'd you think? Do you think the... Like, well, first of all, the question is, do you have spaces with the men in your life where you guys can talk about your challenges openly like that? Yes, more than I realized. And I a lot of it had to deal with, I think the absence of many men in my life just had me kind of confused on how to like navigate in certain spaces, but then just becoming close to people in general and like getting to know friends and like through learning processes. It was like, you know, I think people, when you gravitate towards each other and you really want to, like, be to each other, you're going to work on whatever you have to work on. So, like, luckily I've been in spaces with people where when I run into issues, we've been open enough to try to work them out with each other. Like, a lot of... I don't think I've walked away from many situations. Like, there are some friends, you know, you just got to buy. But, like, if (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of situations where y'all can talk and that shit might be hard as fuck, but at the very least you get to that sweet spot where it's, like, at the end of the day... You know, we still here and this is why we doing this. Like, mm-hmm. this is why we here. And I think that somebody that does a good job of opening a lot of that up. I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> Steve Harvey. I mean, I don't necessarily trust his judgment on everything, how he does things. But just the thought of, like, on his show, on his daytime talk show, every once in a while he'll bring these uh, kids. I think they're between, like, they're in, like, third to fifth grade or something and have them, like, ask questions. 
Like, you know, just, really? yeah, they come in if they have questions about sex and dating and whatever, like anything awkwardly. Like, yeah, he checks in with them. And I'm like, it's just cool that there is a man that wants to, on national TV, talk to young boys and make sure that, you know, they're able to ask questions and talk and, you know, have a little platform. But I think that the hard thing about that is something that Jay-Z was able to, like, see through and break. Like, you know, we need more black men that are already, like, there and that have already done it and haven't had... When you really look, he picked a lot of people that haven't had, like, big scandals, like just regular run-of-the-mill people that just happen to be in high places. Anthony Anderson, um, Jesse Williams again, Kendrick Even, Lamar, uh, like... Mac Wilds is on there. Mac Wilds. <laughs> like, you know, you got all different sorts of people of all different ages out here just being vulnerable and showing, like, we're still human. How old is Anthony Anderson? 40-something. I, I don't know. I have know. no idea. I, yeah. Was it a Flintstones chewable in front of him at the table? <laughs> oh, my God. No. I've been worried about Anthony Anderson because I know he's been working a lot. Like, he's super busy. You know he what I'm saying? He was really open Good. on that. I, yes. was take, I was like, oh, shit, these dudes. And I'm wondering if they filmed more or is it just that? Because they should keep know. going. I, mean, I think that they have to... <laughs> I was sitting there like, no, this is too short. They have to have traveled. Like, they have to have done some more themes and stuff. Like, I feel like that was just touching on, like, a very specific set. I feel like, I don't know. I'm, right. I'm, I'm praying that there is more. Cause it should be. It was, they can go on the road with that. It was like watching Bro Yanla. It was like, cool. Like, <laughs> right. you know, there's some, niggas is out here dealing with some real shit that's not, like, real oh, shit, you know? It. Like, it is it's very real to us, but it's not, like... I don't know. It was just so crazy to see the people that I was seeing and to hear them talk about their lives. Like, just as regular-ass, run-in-the-mill dudes. All men have these thoughts. All men have these feelings. All men have these emotions. But the name of the game is who's going to be able to pretend like everything is okay the best. Damn. That's how you be a man. I feel like... So, these thoughts... This is nothing new. Every man is is go Right. And another... Hello. Every man is go second. Hello to the kitty. Good night to the cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My thing is this, though, right? Like, this is not even a departure from the bravado or the, um, I guess, the big nature of the personalities when it comes to rappers. This is ultimate. This is like the ultimate cool. You're talking about not giving a fuck. This is the most that you cannot. Like, I am so confident in where I'm at in my life. I am so confident in the work that I've put in and done. I'm so confident in, you know, my family understanding that I love them, that I can share these things, and I don't give a fuck who knows it and how they feel about it. And it's not going to affect my image. It's not going to affect my impact. It's only going to make it better. That's the ultimate cool. So I think that even though this is such a departure from what is common for us when it comes to what we get from rap artists or or people in hip-hop, Ultimately, it's really him sticking to the basic script of what rap and hip-hop is all about. Right. And I think that's why it's so magical. It's, you know, and it's not even about, like, choruses. It's not about, you know, catchy hooks. Some of these songs don't even have features. They don't even, they're not even structured like a traditional song. Right. It literally, to me, blurs the line of spoken word. That's why I'm really excited about this tour. Because, and I'm most interested in how he is going to marry because it's so different from his other work. How he's going to be able to weave this Mm -hmm. into his other his other live um, shows, his other live work that he puts on the other songs he does. What the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) The other songs that he does that are nothing like this project. I can actually Mm -hmm. see how he could do it because he can do a whole tour. Uh oh, A and R kicking in. (laughs) He can do a whole tour that's based on like his ego versus. 
you know, mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. like Sean Carter versus Jay Z type thing, mm-hmm. where he can kind of do a side by side play of like the different eras of his life and like what was really happening and then what Jay Z was portraying. You know, like he can mm. he can really go with like an ego tour that would just be so dope. Such a testimony to him as an artist because he's gonna pull it off. Oh, of course! And so we're amazing. just gonna see what how. What is it like a thirty-one city tour or yeah. something like that? Yeah. So it's, I'm actually I haven't seen him in concert in a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last tour I saw, but I'm definitely excited to see how he pulls this Me off. Me too, and I want merch. Oh, you I know I really it. love that color palette they're using. So I'm interested in what the merch is going to look like. <laughs> like little orange peach jackets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to say this. No harm for them, no harm for me. But life is short and it's time to be free. Love who you love because life isn't guaranteed. His That's mom's his poem and smile. Can I just tell you that that was the reason that I wore these pink ass shorts in Harlem today? Really? Fuck yeah. I said, I you know what? Jay Z said it's all right, so the hood better know that it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Marie at the net, baby. Let him eat cake. Hey. I love okay. that. Now, here's my question to y'all. And this is kind of playing off of last week's question where we left off, where listeners were like, please ask question. them again. <laughs> what is it that in relationships, Y'all drag on this need for healing. What is that? Give me an example. The fact that you know you have issues, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone does. But men, with let's just focus on the men right now because this is what this project is about. You know you have these walls up in the way for you to not be able to receive love properly or even give love properly. Clearly, a lot of you have conversations you need to have, which is why even in this footnotes roundtable, that's what everyone is kind of saying. Like, you know, we don't have the spaces to figure out our issues and work through them and heal each other. And But you guys still get into these relationships a lot of the times. And I don't mean to say it like a blanket statement. I'm just asking, like, from an honest place as a woman who's had to deal with different men <laughs> and their issues um, you guys will still get into relationships. The issues will be put on the table where I'll be like, hey, I can tell that you have issues with X, Y, Z and you guys will deny it or we'll just create deceptive personalities that allow you to portray one thing but secretly still be battling the other. And You know, so I'm curious, like, why do you prolong your pain like that? What's the point? Why not heal with your partners? Why not give in? Why not fix the bullshit instead of creating this trail of tears of partner after partner after partner that's trying to heal you, trying to heal themselves. What's the issue? Because we're immature and it takes maturity to trust someone enough to be vulnerable enough to share with them the one thing that if they were to use against you, it would truly hurt you and affect you at your core. See, like I said, these issues and thoughts, this is nothing new. We all feel like this. But why would I trust you enough at 25, 24, 26 years old, you know what I'm saying, to tell you things about me that I am uncomfortable with about myself? Like, I don't like these parts about myself. I think that innately we have a desire as humans for the most part Unless we're not talking about them people at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But for the most part, people have an innate (laughs) desire to do right and to be the best versions of themselves and be good people, be good at it. 
So if I have these problems or these issues, you damn right I'm going to get into a relationship with somebody like you who <laughs> is a, a, a treasure to have. You know what I mean? And I'm going to try my best to live up to that and be good. It's so unfair to you. And it's even more unfair to me because I'm burying all of these things that deserve so much attention and would really free me. But in order for me to get there, I have to trust you enough to let you know what what cripples me. And why should I do that? Why would I do that just because you're telling me to? I, we haven't proven anything. We don't have any history, none of that. So ultimately, as a man, it's natural for me to want to protect myself and not be vulnerable. So I'm not going to share those things with you because I'm too immature to see the importance of doing it anyway. And that's what I mean. Now, Jay-Z is 47. I'm... <laughs> And so, you know, but at this point, I think about things a certain way, right? At this point, I'm willing to say, you know what? I can tell that you'll be good to me. So I'm going to do the work it's going to take to be good to you. And we're going to figure this out. But that's maturity. At a certain 10 years ago, hell, five minutes, five months. I would have never, you know what I'm saying? Like, no way, Jose. Because so you can get me in the end? Hell no. You know what I mean? Plus, you never know what you're going to meet and what's coming next. There's a lot of things that come into play, but ultimately it's a lack of maturity. And I personally feel like that's okay because, you know, I don't think that maturity is something that can or should be rushed. You have to let people arrive there. Mm. So... That's why y'all need to just date older men, but you ain't hear that from me. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Let me tell you, the age ain't nothing. But she number, I know. Okay? Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. Man. I'm triggered. Come on. <laughs> no, what about you, Asante? Give me the question <laughs> one more time. Why do you guys prolong this healing? Why do you just drag it out when you could just confront it and live happily ever after merrily merrily up the what do you say merrily merrily on these streams <laughs> <laughs> you know what is it? it it all boils down to immaturity like you know life is a, <laughs> a life journey. is a feeling process <laughs> i forgot who said that tisha campbell no not that <laughs> definitely not That's that it. one um Men are just immature, and it's very hard to let down those walls because, you know, how you, you literally just said you're triggered. Like, sometimes for men, like, the littlest thing will be a trigger. Like, oh, my mama used to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my like, my cousin used to talk to me like that. I ain't doing that. Like, the person I dated last used to do that, That like, these little things sometimes. And sometimes, like, it takes that moment as a man to sit back and say, all right, I'm going to break through this wall. And if that's going to mean that I'm going to have to hurt myself a little bit just to give some more to you, you know, you have to really sit there and have that conversation with yourself and say, am I willing to do this? And depending on how selfish you are, you might be like, nah, and just, you know, keep something that you have however you have it versus trying to figure out how to keep it long term and how to really invest in it so you can get, you know, so you can be the best version of yourself and bring out the best of someone else. Because it's like a... The unknown, you know, sometimes you're going with the devil, you know, versus the one you, that you don't. And if I'm sitting up here talking to you, trying to get to know you and I don't really know you, I'm talking to the devil that I know because I don't know you. And sometimes that's like messed up and stupid. But sometimes, you know, men don't realize things until hindsight kicks in. And by then, like he said, you know, somebody didn't fix themselves and they're gone. So, what were, right. you know, why couldn't you just leave? But you might have been playing a little bit of that game, too, you know? 
it goes I mean, both listen, ways. There's an accountability factor. And I, we've talked about this before on the show when we had the episode about what would our exes say if they were all in a room together. And remember I said my exes would say I stayed too long. Mm. And it, it comes back to that where they fucked up and fucked up and fucked up. And I was hurting and hurting and breaking and snapping. And, you know, like Jay-Z described where he said her innocence... He saw her innocence uh, leave her eyes. He yeah, had, like you gotta mourn. Or you know, shit. yeah, and you have you mourn the person you initially got with, who was looking at you all bright eyed and bushy tailed, and now they're like, oh shit, this, you're a motherfucker. Like this isn't even <laughs> when the honeymoon phase is over. And yes, there's an accountability aspect where if someone, if Kirk Frost is cheating and cheating and cheating, and you're staying and staying and staying. You can't necessarily point the finger at him about how trash he is. You have to start wondering why you are still there. So, yes, there's that aspect. But we also have to admit that there are a lot of broken families and, you know, women dealing with the same issues with men not not saying they're monogamous, but not being monogamous. Obviously, right. like I said, this is not a blanket statement. They're amazing fathers, amazing husbands. There's always exceptions. But right, let's right, be real. Right. right, right, right. There's a higher percentage of fuckery. <laughs> Ain't shit ass. <laughs> There's just a higher percent. And it's the same story, you know, over and over and over. And I'm, it's just like, aren't y'all exhausted? Isn't it exhausting to not just like, lay your heart down for a second and let it heal and let it be how it was designed to be, to love, to feel needed. <laughs> you know, like, it's, a, it's life is so much more, like, easeful on this side. You know, it's just easeful. We don't look at it like that. Because y'all are afraid to even jump in. And furthermore, why does, why, no. You know what I mean? No. no. Like, I'm not doing anything that I can't control, first of all. So I need to be in con- as much in control of the environment as I can in a relationship. Now, I'm talking to you yeah. from a perspective of a man who would date you, right? Right. So I need to have control in this situation, right? You need. I need to know that you have faith in me as a leader, as somebody that you can be like, that's my man and be proud of. My worst fear is for you to resent me and lose respect for me. So being vulnerable doesn't really don't know don't know woman want no namby pamby ass man you know all talking about feelings all the time that's not attractive to y'all you know you can only have a conversation every balloon and low key on the lowest on the Alicia of keys okay? <laughs> you would have to start the conversation about the emotional shit for you to feel comfortable with me talking about it if I was coming to you every third if you knew Thursdays is his day. <laughs> On Thursday, I'm going to have to hear a story about that grandmama's house and growing up. And on Thursdays, I'm going to have to hear a story about how, you know, here we go. Huh? It would be a drag for you. And you would not have an enjoyable, fulfilling experience as my woman if you felt like I was a weak-ass man who, no matter what, I was just completely broken and wasn't talking to you about, but I'm fixing myself or I'm getting stronger or whatever. If I just all my vulnerable thoughts and feelings, I just open them up all the time. <laughs> like, See, but it no, would be fun for you. No, no, no. Because if someone is opening up their feelings all the time to the point that it's scheduled by every Thursday, then that means that you just like to hear yourself talk because mm-hmm. nothing's getting fixed. 
That's not she even about being Yeah, that's not even about being weak. That's just about being a victim. Like you sound like a victimized person and See? I would not want to deal with that. But some but I have one thing I have had to fix is that <laughs> I I have dated I've had to catch myself cuz I date hyper masculine men, right? Mm-hmm. And then I remember one time I started dating this one guy that wasn't hyper masculine. He actually had such a balance with his femininity and his masculinity that a lot of people were like, is he gay? And, and constantly questioned his sexuality. And he was like, he found it funny. He's like, I get it. Like, I'm not this like hardcore dude that like, you know, has this mask of like, you know, uh, I'm not from the, like, he's from the streets or whatever, but he just didn't really buy into that programming. Mm-hmm. And it was new for me. And I definitely, there were aspects that I realized I had to work on with my own programming because when we would walk the streets, like, if he came to my block or You're whatever, like, no, not with that they would think y'all was right. friends. No, not even like that. But there was a part <laughs> of me that, was, that felt like he can really protect me. Like, he's kind of yeah. pussy. You know See? what I mean? And I had to work through that because I was like, Fran, this is problematic because you're feeding into why men feel they need to be hyper-masculine. Hyper That's why you're a jewel. Because and I, well, that's and so rare. I caught myself and I had to kind of ask myself questions like, why is it that you are quick to call him pussy just because he might not be able to just, like, stand in your block and fight if something went down? Like, that's not how he's wired. But when it came to us discussing, like, issues we were coming across and he was always very open, very willing. We would talk, like, you know, feelings didn't make him uncomfortable. Affection didn't make him uncomfortable. So I love that part. Never experienced it. I was like, wow, like, this is cool. This is nice. A man that is comfortable like this. But then there was that issue of me not feeling protected. So it's, I mean, we all have to, like, rewire in a lot of ways. Um, Especially you guys need to rewire and knowing that it's okay to express your feelings. Like, we want you to be healthy and emotionally intelligent like you said, a guy that's talking to me every Thursday, though, that's not even that he's emotionally intelligent. That just means that he is not fixing anything. <laughs> you know what else it could mean, too? Because it's so rare that we get that opportunity to be so candid. Sometimes when you do, it's like, oh, my God. You can't stop. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> so you open, open up Pandora's box. <laughs> right. And it just keeps You happening. know, so it's a lot of risk there. But, um, you know, in a perfect world, yes. We will be able to be open and vulnerable and make decisions based upon that. Like, now that I have that off of me, I'm free to do this or, you know, free to excel this way. But unfortunately, it just doesn't happen that way. And you are rare. The fact that you even processed it it rather that way, because most women today would not and do not. Um, And that's just the reality. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's the reality. So Yeah, and I think when Issa's when Insecure remember started bringing up a lot of those topics online like Mm -hmm. about what if you found out your boyfriend had messed with the man and like issue you know and different things about sexuality and and hyper masculinity and the spectrum and I think that was interesting to see different people reacting whether it was men women Um, so I don't know I think these are important conversations they are uncomfortable conversations because a lot of us are very programmed patriarchy is very programmed you know there's a lot of issues that we all have but i am really excited that jay-z is taking this roundtable approach because that is what's 
prompts us to put these things out there and even have episodes like this. I've seen tons of think pieces and threads and you know, people asking questions and polls and things. And I think that's so cool. That's very the beauty much so. of the project. Right? One of the things that I've been learning is, like, as hard as conversations can be, it's such a freeing experience afterwards. Like, not to, you know, not to do it because that shit hurts. Like, it's like <laughs> even the anticipation, the build up to shit like that is, like, super painful and excruciating. Having the experience can be painful and excruciating. But, like, the power and the strength that you have afterwards, like, what you learn from the situation and in which you learn about yourself afterwards. Because to sit up and watch them all reflect on these really hard things that have happened to them, but then, you know, they're at a place where they're, like, okay now. Like, and they were probably okay in some of those certain situations depending on what happened before and how they were able to maintain. But to just know that you don't go through those things and it's, like, for nothing. Like, they didn't all come out on the other side of, like, yeah, that shit sucked. Like, <laughs> it was taken very much from the perspective of, like, Shit happens sometimes, you know, and, like, this is how it is. And we all take it and we all learn and we all grow from it. And they were blessed enough to live through it and, you know, share their perspective on it and show us all that we're going through it and they're going through it. And Jay-Z will always remain king. <laughs> I just love the idea of men creating healing spaces with each other. Because one thing, and I've said it before, I'm done raising my boyfriends. Like, right. no, seriously. And honestly... You know, I saw a lot of debating about, like, why would Beyonce stay with him if you put her through all that? And honestly, um, Crystal's funny because she was like, I don't know what kind of love they have, but I don't want it. Because <laughs> she's like, that's insane. Like, you go through so much for men sometimes. Um, I had to learn that lesson early on. Now I'm 35. It's not happening again. That's not saying I won't, you know, stumble across fuckboys because they're all around. But... I just, my radar is different now. My tolerance, my understanding of, like, who I am, what I have to offer. And so I may meet one, but they're most likely not going to get very far just because it's a whole different ballgame. Like, I'm not raising, I'm not healing you and your mommy issues or your daddy issues or whatever you haven't worked through. Like, I've taken the time to work through my shit, you know, still working through it. I want to meet someone who is doing the same. doesn't mean you have to be healed. I don't know that anyone's healed. But I want to see that you're proactively figuring out your shit. Like, I don't want to deal with a man that's still cheating and lying and pretending because he, like, doesn't know how to love. Like, what? In 2017? Yeah. And that Lil Wayne song came out when? (laughs) That ain't no excuse to me. Lil Wayne literally told y'all niggas how to love. (laughs) Not Lil Wayne. That was, that was the of song. Of all people. <laughs> put it to a guitar. You know y'all love a guitar. <laughs> you put it over a guitar so it'll be easy for y'all to listen to. Even singing and with some auto-tune like, well, for y'all. You know how to love. Right. Even put cut the th- machine on. <laughs> <laughs> See? And I will say, working with the two of you for the past two years, oh, I've friend. seen so much <laughs> growth. No, I have. And obviously I can't say what I mean. <laughs> but I have just seen... So much growth in the heart space. Don't start! (laughs) And it makes me happy because I see that it's possible. I see how y'all have worked things out. Y'all are reflections of that. And I think it's beautiful. I wish you'd talk about it more, but I know in due time. (laughs) This is a note to 444. Goddamn it, miracles are are possible. I didn't see them. 
I, with my own two eyes, I done synced them. Through my Warby Parkers, I done synced them. Okay. okay. Uh, no, but all in all, I just thought that this is so awesome. I think a lot of the times we carry the weight of healing our men. That's just the reality of it. And sometimes we have to get hurt a lot. You know, I mentioned before, like, exes that have moved on and... Someone even sent me a long message on Instagram and was like, how do you deal with that? Like, you know, if they moved on and they got married. I'm like, first of all, we're assuming that they moved on and like their marriage is perfect. You know, like, first of all, I don't even think about his marriage or where he's at. Just understand that you were an initiation of sorts into his new perspective on life. And that's you're unforgettable that's Mm. powerful you're like a religion (laughs) like you woke Mm. someone's heart space up that's a beautiful gift a beautiful thing a testament to your power as a woman and you go and move on and keep being great because the next person that you find maybe you get hurt again maybe you won't you know what i mean like i don't even look back at the guys from my past i'm just like I'm glad that we crossed paths. They learned what they learned. I learned what I learned. And we keep it moving. Because I know, I've said it before, the next guy meets going to be so awesome. I already know it. Ooh, no, <laughs> no ceilings and no rear view. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy that you guys are just, I really wish more men would create these healing spaces. You guys need to talk more. Bro, Yanla. I'm so serious. Like, imagine if someone created a wellness tour, hint, hint, for men, <laughs> where they could, like, have the spaces to talk about their fuck-ups and why they keep with, fucking up. We could start it with Kid Fury, because he knows how to lay out a platter for one. <laughs> Dead. And you know what was interesting when Will Smith's part, where he was saying, like, the OGs His always uncle. give you, like, the worst advice about women. Mm-hmm. And then because they're older and it's that cold, you know, you kind of feel like you got to respect them. But he's like, they always told you the worst shit mm-hmm. because it was based on their level of consciousness. You he know was what even I mean? saying how even though they're older, they still like young. <laughs> like hella immature, like giving you the worst advice. The that's not worst. Right, that's not going to keep a woman. That story was funny as hell though. He was talking about <laughs> how his uncle was talking about uh, take him on a, a date and you take him to a different place from, where you start with an appetizer at the one place and you take him somewhere else to get the main course <laughs> and then you go somewhere else for Could the dessert. Could you imagine doing that? I would be exhausted. <laughs> and then he talking about at the end of it then you start a fight with someone. Then he said when you come out the restaurant punch somebody in the face <laughs> then women like that. Just stay with you day. forever. <laughs> <laughs> Visionary he is. Look, he was on to something. <laughs> Old no. people do give the worst advice. That's when you got to be real <laughs> fake and just smile and I'll be like, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then go do whatever yes, you was going to do anyway afterwards. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> but fellas, if you're listening, why don't you guys create little like healing spaces with each other? I'm so serious. I hear you. Link friend. up with your boys this weekend and be like, "Yo, how much of a fuck up are you?" Let's you know what? I- I'm gonna help you out. Link up with your boys and watch the four 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 yes, footnotes and talk yes. about it and make it. it a watch party. And from that, yes. y'all can start some roundtable discussions. It could be like some barbershop talk, but just you and your boys. Hold y'all really each other do need to start talking for real. For real, because you know what? Some of the information, if you get it properly from your homeboys after talking, like you, you be in the right places. Because sometimes, you know, Moselle at the wine shop, he comes to me with information and we just do like exchanges. As He's like, should. This is what's going on in the hood and this is what's going on with feelings. And it's like, oh, okay, then, brother. Could I mean, imagine? that's great. 
That's what that's how it's supposed to be though. And when you can't have those exchanges, it does make you better equipped to thrive in a, the space of like a relationship. So, I mean, open up your mouth, I guess. Most of y'all don't even go to the damn dentist, so that's probably why y'all don't talk to each other. Oh, my God. Because y'all want to see your teeth. I do no. know people who I never saw them smile and show teeth, and when I did, I found out why. No. And that's not nothing it. against that. I'm just saying that's out there. It exists. So, you know, oh keep your eyes on it, I guess. Well, not on it in that case. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Eye contact. Eye to eye. Don't even, don't even just, Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Eye to eye, baby. <laughs> anyway, yes. So I'm so excited that this album is here. I feel like it is the catalyst to growth for so many people. It has women um, encouraging us to be more vocal yes, and to grow please. from each other and to, to enrich one another as men. So shout out to Jay-Z for just providing something that is providing nothing but good and greater good for the community as a whole. If nothing else, just applaud him for that. Yes, Absolutely. and definitely shout out to Tidal, the platform that Jay-Z is delivering all this content through because outside of just a great masterpiece of an album, to do this visual content with these people like letting us know that we have this representation and it's okay for us as regular as people to go through what we're going through and to have these conversations amongst ourselves because there they are having it right there on Tidal, you know? On a black-owned platform. okay. That's, I love it. That's how you stay black and protect your magic, okay? So perfect. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Supportive memory foams. They create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Mm. Do you now, have a Casper mattress? Do I? Of course I have a Casper mattress. I wouldn't sleep on nothing else. Okay. Now I don't have Casper pillows. I can't wait till they send us our Casper pillows. That I am truly looking forward you to. You know what? I've got a Casper mattress too, and I'm looking yes. forward to them Casper pillows too. Yes. And I'm also looking forward to them Casper sheets. Me too. You know, this they have is. sheets? <laughs> Absolutely. And they're made out of that bamboo fibers that you was oh, talking about before. Oh, my God. So you yes. know, Casper has been putting it down, and I can't wait to get those. Yeah, Me that. either. So try and... Casper for 100 nights risk free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. That's right. And you know that Casper does understand the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering that you're going to spend a third of your life on it. So with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars out of five. Damn, that's almost five. Casper is quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Yes! And get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash friendzone and using offer code friendzone. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Terms and conditions apply. That's casper.com forward slash friendzone. Offer code friendzone. And we mean it, you guys. I love, sincerely love my Casper mattress. It literally does have just the right sink. That's very important. It's just firm enough and soft in all the right places. Sleeping alone is really like sleeping together when you got a Casper mattress. <laughs> and I can't wait to sleep in my Casper tonight. Okay, That's this right. is July, which is the seventh month. Seven is the number of completion. So Asante and I oh. look forward eagerly to our Casper sheets and our <laughs> and Casper pillows. pillows. Okay, no Amina Butterfly. Thank you so much, Casper. <laughs> All right, y'all. I like that. <laughs> My heart is full. Yes. Um, let's move on to this week's wellness segment. Well, 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 well. 
She said she wants some wheatgrass, a little blueberry, strawberries. Kale set this that? party of fries. The juicing song. I don't know. <laughs> like, do you ever what? watch the? Do you ever watch the uh, the dude that be singing about the fruits and stuff that he puts in the water? Like Kukumba. Kukumba. Yes. yes he I did one for him. uh for mango and all that. I love his videos. <laughs> we gotta get him on the show for Kukumba. a wellness segment. <laughs> so refreshing. Rep- replenish electrolytes. Like just going down. I'm like, yes, you better go. I get tagged in his videos every <laughs> single day. I kid you not. But anyway, so for this week's wellness segment, I wanted to let everyone know that July is Fibroids Awareness Month. Mm. This is very, very important information, you guys. When I was in New Orleans, I met this woman. Uh, I was actually at a restaurant eating with Maya and Lisa Price, who is oh, the creative. Yes, the creative Carol's daughter came in, and we were like, "Oh," because we've worked together many times in the past when I was first starting my blog. And so it was very cool to bump into her. I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. And she was with a friend who recognized me as well and was saying how she'd been meaning to talk to me because she wanted to collaborate on really important outreach programs that she had been creating. So she told me about this fibroid campaign that she's worked on. She has battled fibroids for years. She was telling me how it was causing so many problems with her uh, menstrual cycle lasting longer than it's supposed to, like a lot of pain, higher stress levels, and to the point that it created infertility in her. Wow. So she said that it wasn't until she started focusing on it and healing it, she even got a couple surgeries, changed her diet, was more mindful of her stress levels, a lot of things we talk about here on the show, that she was actually able to heal herself and was able to have a child. You know, like, so it's really impactful information that I think most of us don't realize. Um, We could probably be suffering from the symptoms. It's actually very common. A lot of our moms, sisters, aunts. Uh, At this point, I was reading a study that said... uh, 80% of women that have it are black. So the odds of someone in your household dealing with fibroids and who possibly doesn't even know about it is very high. So I think uh, creating this awareness surrounding it and how to, you know, heal it. I was reading a couple studies and it seems like they're not entirely sure what causes it. But then I did see other journals that were saying that they have done research groups and studies that say that it's, our diets, you know, high in dairy, the, a lot of the meats that we eat, just mm. the antibiotics that they put in this food, our stress levels, and even the pollutants in our products, like our beauty products, which we've talked about on this show mm. many, many times. But I wanted to let you guys know her name is Jessie Thompson, and she has a website called fibroidstips.com. She even has a YouTube channel under Jesse and her the way she spells her name is J is G E S S I E Thompson. She also has a website called hopebeyondfibroids.com forward slash elimination where she gives you tips that she put that she was able to apply and help her eliminate her fibroids. Like I said, July is Fibroids Awareness Month. Um, she's a fibroids and fertility coach. And here's actually uh, the the 
sentence that she sent me where she said, in the United States alone, the fibroids epidemic affects up to 70% of white women and it's actually 90% of black women by the age of 50. Wow. And fibroids, in case you are unaware of what those are, they're basically these growths, these uh, non-cancerous growths. It's like mass that builds up on your uterus. And it builds up, and there's like four different type of fibroids. So depending on the location of the growth, they have different names for them. But they do, they're very painful. They can create uh, hardness in your abdominal areas. Sometimes you'll end up, I remember a friend of mine, her mother, no matter how much she worked out, she always had a really big belly. Mm. And, you know, she was always thinking, you know, for vanity issues, like, damn, I can't get my stomach to be flat. But it ended up being a way bigger problem than she had even realized. And she wow. had, like, 50 fibroids or something intense wow. like that, that they had to remove. So, ladies, if you're feeling there's something when your body is off, or maybe, you know, it's good to just go get it checked out. My mom suffered from fibroids and had to get hers removed as well. So, unfortunately, it is really common with black women. So, get that checked out. Like I said, Jesse Thompson has her website. I'll repeat that for you guys. That's hopebeyondfibroids.com forward slash elimination for amazing tips. And please spread that to the women in your life, fellas. Spread that to the women in your life. Let's all stay aware and healthy. And hopefully you find that helpful. That's it for this week's wellness segment. And now... I know, right? How do you segue from that? But it's important for people to know. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, now we'll segue to Mr. Music Man. Mr. Music Man, and he listens to everything that he can. Oh, we got a June's Diary ballad this week. <laughs> no. No, that was original music, okay? Oh. <laughs> and you know what? To that, wrap around, wrap around literally sounded like a Kelly Rowland demo. And that was the one that they, like, did on the show a little bit. Like, you know, they didn't have no real music. So someone was like, Absolute, let's do this. Is song. it on YouTube? Well, I'm assuming <laughs> it's on YouTube. What? No. Oh. I mean, it was on their SoundCloud, but, you know, Rap Around got, you know, unwrapped. Okay. Yikes. So. Well, I'll try to find it. I'm sure I'll find it somewhere. <clears throat> All right. So I wanted to do something fun, something icebreaker-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. give us some gum. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Icebreakers. Actually, I've got orbits. <laughs> um, all right. So let's say, let's start the process, shall we? So Jay-Z, Rockefeller Records, right? Rockefeller Records, let's say today they were looking for the first lady of R and B on Rockefeller Records. You're the A and R's. Who are you who are you checking out that you think would sound good on Rockefeller? Now, uh, <laughs> Rockefeller, just to help you out a little bit or give you a, a, a sound of what they've had going on. Emil, you know, can I get a what what? Emil mm-hmm. was on there. So she was on Rockefeller Records. Tierra Marie had a brief stint on <laughs> Rockefeller Records. So those are the type of artists uh, that have represented the rock on the female side so far. Do you have any artists maybe that you think would you would take to Sean Carter and say, hey, you should check out this young lady and they would be perfect on Rockefeller Records. You said R&B? Yes. R- oh, the singer. R&B rock. Hmm. It can be an old artist? Yeah, it, it, it could be, be You know what? It could be an old artist, somebody that you thought would have been cool on the Rockefeller Records. It could be somebody new you think would sound dope on there. And for fun, you could even pair them on like a song, like if they did like a song with Benny, Beanie Siegel or J.D. Kiss Ooh, or somebody like that. A Rockefeller rapper. Right. Because, you know what? Okay. 
Go ahead. So low key, it would be dope if Rockefeller Records signed Jasmine Sullivan, right? <laughs> I because like where you're going. Think about <laughs> nice. like like No ID and Kanye West. You know when he is being Kanye West. You know um, who else? If you think about those producers that just blaze. You know what I'm saying? All those producers working with Jasmine Sullivan's vocals. We're going. We got a winner. That was. That's a great now pick this, right off the. I rip. have a wild card. This will never happen because this person already has an established relationship with like a record label family. But Eve would have been a perfect first lady as a rapper yes. for for oh, um, Rockefeller Records. Cute. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Imagine Eve rapping over all the four 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 beats. Yes. Is Eve, she still making music? She's acting and still making some music. I I don't think she's making no music. No. Yeah, I don't know. She was just on Daytime Divas. She was. She did good too. She did. She did. What's Daytime Divas? It's the show that comes on VH1, the scripted series based on Star Jones books. Right. You guys did talk about that. I gotta check so much to check out. So much. (laughs) Um. Now I don't know if she still wants to make music because she doesn't seem like it. But I would bring back Amory. Ooh, yes. Because Hmm. I feel like she never fully got her moment. She kind of cracked it in, but then it was like, mm, like she just missed the full mark. I would get her like a dope summer record, kind of in the same lane as Wild Thoughts, but just, you know, like that dope, fun, could even be a DJ Khaled summary record and put her on Rockefeller. And I would probably have... Um, who were the other rappers on Rockefeller? Memphis, Bleak, Bleak, yeah. Siegel, um, I don't know. If it'd Jada be Kiss, Kanye West, The Locks, maybe The Locks and Amory for a summer record. That'd be cute. That'd Jada Kiss and Amory would definitely work. That yes. would be so. Cute. Jada Amory. <laughs> you know how he always sounded like um, Jim Jones' <laughs> mama. <laughs> Jada kids be sounding like Jim Jones' mom. I'm a psychotic. I'm his mom. No disrespect, though, because Jada kids is a legend. So let's be clear. I'm a rap music fan. And Cameron. (gasps) Cameron with Amory. That would not help. No. I'm going to tell you why. I love it. <laughs> why would Cameron do? Back in the... Oh, well, okay. It's a fantasy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, totally so a fantasy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Young Guns. Oh. Hey, Marie. Um. I don't know about Amory, but I'm just saying Young Guns is on Rockefeller Records, too. <laughs> Can't Stop, Won't Stop, but they did. I always had a problem with that. How y'all going to have a song called Can't Stop, Won't Stop and do? Oh, and do. Okay. So this, that's my pick. Yeah. I have a really crazy pick. I don't even know why I'm saying her name or doing this. Oh, no. Y'all are about to look at me like, okay. So because she be switching up so goddamn much and it's time for her, I guess, to do a new sound or somewhere else, uh, Tanache. If, imagine if Tanache was on Rockefeller and decided to just be full on like arm breezy and like really rock some shit up. I see it. I think they would give her some <laughs> discipline. <laughs> but she doesn't want to be all of one thing and she wants to do whatever she wants to do, which is like you just need to be independent if you're going to do all that. Because when you're trying to like just do what you want to do in labels or doing all that other stuff, it's fucking your shit up. Like, you know who I would sign her to? Who? 
I would I would put Pharrell and Tina Shea. Tina, why can I never say her name? Because right? I used to call her Tina Shea for you the longest. You messed me up. Tina Shea. <laughs> Tina Period. Tina Shea. Would be cute. Tina Shea. I would have her be Pharrell's artist. I think Pharrell <laughs> could make her so dope. Okay, I I love that idea. Like, and I agree with you. Remember when he was with Khalees? Like, yeah, and, then and he, even Tiana Taylor. Like I think he knows how to work with artists that are versatile like that. That they can almost do anything. If she just meets him halfway and stays, you know, with whatever she wants to do, but also listens to him a little bit, maybe he can give her that futuristic. I can see her being like a little futuristic. Right. <laughs> They're it was, both like it's almost nah. like it's almost like I saw her being like a young Sierra, like you know, her, totally. Her, but then her and Sierra was dancing on the same stage with Jason Derulo for uh. a tribute, and I'm like, oh, okay, everybody's kind of weird. Like I don't know what to do or how to take it. But, you know, she could be on Rockefeller Records back when um, Tierra was battling to be on rock. Like, if Tanache had to dance against Tierra Marie or some shit back, you know, in, in the How to Make a Girl Feel days, that would have been a cute little, like, all right, who but really see, wants it? see, again, she ain't never star gone. quality is what we need here. <laughs> and that's why she some ships it. float. She has the talent to me. I think she has. You know what I think she's missing? What? And this is no Right. No. We're right. talking about this because we like her. As A&Rs. Right. If Tanache had the right stylist, like when Rihanna had the good girl gone bad oh, switch, yes. that whoever came into her life, I think her name was Mary, Marielle. I think that was the name of the stylist that gave her the bob cut, diet jet black, yeah. put on this. Boom. You know what I mean? When Rihanna like came out that summer and was like a fucking star all mm-hmm. of a sudden, that's what Tina Shea needs. But she she carried it. And you know I think she saying? could. She, I think Tinashe could. I think she could. Look at those dance moves. She's confident on that stage. She just needs a look. She needs a look and a sound. I, I'm willing to give it to her. <laughs> I'm willing for her to get the look. For real, because I believe in her. I'm telling you. She got the talent. And you you saying all this, and you ain't even seen her perform. She be performing. (laughs) I have. Did you see her perform with the long jacket thing? Oh, no. She be wearing, like, she be doing the almost Aaliyah. But that was a look. She be doing the Sierra thing. Did you ever see when Sierra performed and she would wear the long-ass robe Mm -hmm. with the train? So she can spin around. she be changing in and out of the damn train jackets and shit. And I'm like, no. Take that off. Why do you have that on? What are you doing? I want so much more for her. I think she's so I think she's dope I think she can she can do it she reminds me of Maya yes when I can Maya see that. had it but then it was just always something that was missing and I, I don't know what it was but even Maya would be cute on Rockefeller Maya would be a cute Rockefeller right Maya the, don't get started on Best of Me that's a classic Ooh, speaking of Jay-Z Falling Jada <laughs> Fallen. That was my song. <laughs> I still listen to that. Okay, my love is like whoa, Cameron. But if they really wanted to we do can't. it, <laughs> who could they? Who could they bring out though? As Computers puting. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Killer Kim. Killer who? Oh my god! You just got me so excited. Nostalgia, baby. Can he please come back? Killer. The whole diplomat was like, like the Dipset Nation. I didn't get to appreciate that up north. 
I would love to I'm, have a nah, wave I need to go work at a music label. Fuck that. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is stressing me out. The vision for so many people is there. I just feel like it needs to, someone needs to go ahead and be like, come here. Come into my office. But so many people want to do their whole, I want to do what I want to do. I know. Do. And, and then, that's the hard part because when you're an artist, you should do what you want. You're supposed to create and look and, and you know, put an album out that's who you are. But a lot of times... We just be confused. And I don't sadly, know what the middle ground is. Sadly, they can't trust the labels to tell them what they're doing wrong or right because oh, the, no, the, the label is always label. pulling them in a different direction and fucking shit up. Like, there always needs to be somebody at the label to be like, are we going to bring a bunch of outside people in? Any visionaries. <laughs> right. Yeah, not not formula chasers. You also need artists who understand the importance of fixing themselves up. Like, Rihanna had that moment, but she was, like, open to the help. I and guarantee you... I guarantee you that with the kind of hits that Tinashe has had, they have tried. I guarantee you they've tried to intervene on so many levels because that she's a money maker. Right. She can sing, she can dance, and she's cute. So that's and like raw talent. But she's also the type of artist which is so crazy because it's what I love about her. Like her mixtapes are so authentically her. She refuses to make music otherwise. But where she loses it is she doesn't package up the work that she has done properly. That's why we get these half-ass videos where they're dancing in shipping crates. You <laughs> what? Know, and jumping off hands off on deck. Thing. And they just slapping they, they thighs the entire the, video. The clothes, <laughs> the styling. Stop it. Horrible. Just like that. Horrible. Like they literally, Fred. Not this hand. Not that's how they're doing it. You guys, Asante's doing the choreography. That's what they do the whole time. Like they got something on their palms. Like they cooking. You know how you cooking and you rub your hands on your apron? That's if how they was dancing. If you are someone at a, at a label, hit us up, man. Okay. Please. Put me at the table. We can single-handedly save the music <laughs> Okay. We're going to start having to do listening parties for people. Like, don't put that one on the album. Take that one off. Put this on. Okay. Ugh. We need more of this. Give Tori Kelly a fair shot. Where is Tori Kelly? She's <laughs> probably in the, studi- uh, in the studio working, probably. I'm ready for Tori Kelly. You know what? No, I'm not even about to get started because they be treating her like June's diary. I mean, they just be like, get up on the stage and uh, do this tribute, do this cover for them, these people. Oh, you got a song out? Great. Can you uh, do this song for us? Like, what? <laughs> Tori Kelly has jams. Anyway, but that you, you know, be emotional over here. <laughs> that's it for me. Oh, in spirit of Tori Kelly, somebody else that they had up on stage, but she wasn't looking crazy. Shout out to Jesse Reyes. Um, she's a new artist, and I think if <laughs> Rec- like, if Rockefeller was looking for somebody today, that would be a dope like pick for them to like do music today. She's somebody I think I heard on like an OVO mix, but she performed at the BET Awards her um her song Figures. So nice. check her out. Why can't we get an official Willow Smith push? Like, why haven't we gotten a Willow album? She doesn't want to. I don't know. You think that's what it is? I really do. I feel like she's just, after that whip my hair, and then she released a couple of like more scissor-ish kind mm-hmm. of vibey tracks. And then, from what I remember, people loved the tracks. Mm-hmm. I remember people I being like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And she performed on some show. Yeah, she did Ellen. have a performance. Ellen. Yep. And it was, like, dope. And remember it had a huge response. So I'm assuming she's just sort of like, all right, that was fun. <laughs> right. That's crazy because I think she's talented. And oh, I true. think that would be a sure. great person to, like, reignite a label with. Like, if they really wanted to make, like, a Rockefeller Records resurgence, you know what I'm saying? Put Willow in the front. She's young. And you know adorable. what I'm saying? Like, and talented. And 
and very left of center. Like, now what's you, wrong with that? You know who gonna have to work with Will? Who? Ray Schumann. And I hate to say that because she looked like she could be like the third one. Mm-hmm. But like, imagine yeah. her and Sway Lee, like, because you know, Sway Lee be singing his ass off sometimes. So like, Willow singing and Sway Lee behind that. I'm telling you. Willow Smith and Sway Lee synchronized swimming. Look like the same <laughs> <What>? person. <laughs> yeah. And then she sound like that too. Tell Jaden, you're my sister now. Throw his Khalifa in. Woo, yes, it. That's yes. the vision, okay? Yes, Wish triplets. Be, be do- <laughs> Alvin Simon, Theodore, <laughs> goddammit. Oh, That's who they are. Okay. Yeah. Alvin. Hey. Triplets, yes. Will okay. Smith. Ooh. I mean, Willow Smith. Wiz Khalifa and Sway Lee. <laughs> And 21 uh, Savage is their cousin <laughs> from down right, south. 21, 21, 21. <laughs> 21, 21, 21. All right, well, to wrap up the segment, the listens lately. I listened to 21's album. It's the album. You mm-hmm. checked it it's out? It's the album. <laughs> I did. What did, did you have some, what did you think? <laughs> she listened. <laughs> she made it through. She's still shaking her head. Yeah. She's like, I have listened. I'm like, yes, I have. Getting the words I've together. I've listened. Um, <laughs> You know what I appreciate about 21 Savage? That I understand every word he's saying. Yes, yes. He, he does articulate. He's not a mumble rapper. Nope. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Um, I will also listen to Seven Streeter. Yes, Girl Disrupted. Girl Disrupted. I thought it was cool. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was too, but I thought it was also telling because, baby... Did Scissor disrupt or did she disrupt? <laughs> I don't know why they let. Why would they let Seven's album come out this close to to Scissors, knowing damn well both of them are really talented songwriters. Absolutely, knowing damn well that we want to listen to both albums, but knowing damn well they heard Control, and you hear Scissors' album, <laughs> baby, I'm going back into the kitchen. I'm cooking. Ah. I'm cooking some more. I'm be like, you, she ain't finna have me out here in these in these streets. <laughs> no. So they did that to Seven. They they used her like that was wrong. I Listen, she's such she's so strong with that pen for real. Seven wrote absolutely. a lot of their favorite songs. I really like Seven. Uh, absolutely, I, she's another one that I totally want to win. She, she could be a rock more. She's female Chris she's Brown now. Seven could do it. Yeah, Seven is female Chris Brown. You want to talk about like singing? Like sometimes Seven, it could be the ABCs, and this bitch just got me on the floor weeping just because she want to sing her ass off. Like, why are you doing that? She's an honest. She's a very honest writer, which now, I appreciate. I I thought the project was good, but one thing that I do not like to get with some of the time, as people do it wrong, is how she was talking in the beginning on that first track and all that. You don't I like, like that. I don't like that sometimes. I think I'm used but to it. Seven, Somebody, I was about like, to say we grew up with people being like, "It took me a long time." <laughs> right, right. Now but, I'm here. but seven, you know, <laughs> on her. <laughs> That's actually me and Claude always did that with Alicia Keys, and she'd be like, "I'm here." <laughs> But see, I like that on one of her other projects. She was doing I, that. I'm used to it. She was doing cool. like her every other track was like a conversation, like it was like the the conversation about the nigga cheating. Like why do niggas do that? And then going oh. to the song. But I was like, girl, I just want to hear the song. Like <laughs> I know you just be singing your motherfucking ass off, so I want to get to that. Like, but I know she still got to tell her story, and it's her project. Cause she was talking about like I wanted to put this project a long time ago, but little did I know my life did become disrupted or whatever the fuck. So she had the chance to say, you know, fans, I hear y'all. <laughs> 
but you know, here y'all go. I'd rather hear Scissor Grandmama. I mean, honestly, or <laughs> maybe or that's who Scissor Grandmama was talking to. <laughs> oh my you God. black heifer, you stand your ground. Put that album out anyway, seven. <laughs> You black heifer, you stand your ground. <laughs> That's who Scissor Grandma was talking to. Oh, my God. I'm going to give her a couple <laughs> more spins. you black heifer. I love Sis 7, though. Don't I get do it too. messed I up. Really like, I love do. her. This just funny. Bitch, don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> it's just her. funny, the but I love her. The tone of her voice I really like. Yes. Always. Do you, guys, do you guys listen to Washed Out? Yeah. You got their new project? Yes. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. Let me go through and tell you. I, I told you why they did that You and I song that I really like. Okay. Yeah, you told me that day. So their new project, uh, Washed Out has a new project called Mr. Mellow. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Mellow. Um, all I know is the song on there, there's a song called Floating By. Mm-hmm. And it's like a bop. Like, it, it's a bop. <laughs> it's a bop. <laughs> it's a bop. Go check out Washed Out, Mr. Mellow, and their new project. And, um check that song and be warned by. it's very like I, I, it's like driving in Southern California with the roof down like it's very Coachella if you like you know? but I think it's so vibey and chill it's not music that you're gonna sit and like dissect the lyrics no or, not at all but if you are maybe feeling anxious or stressed and you kinda need to like that escapism kind of ambiance music, I think it's perfect. It's very cool. They it give, makes me want to listen. It the, is just summer. It's summer. Yes. That's the one word I can use to describe it. You're going to feel so relaxed like you're on a beach somewhere in California as soon as you hear it. They give very much that, like, Tame Impala feel. Yeah. And if you like those alternative songs that, like, Rihanna does on some of her projects. Exactly. Like, they're right in that. Even, I think, Miguel would have some inspiration from some of these tracks. Totally. If you like that. A lot so. of people, yeah. They're, they've been around, well, he's been around for a long time. I've been a huge fan of I mean, Feel Good. That's a song that I think is the first song of theirs that I ever heard. I was hooked ever since when I saw this new project. They haven't really come out with a lot of stuff Mm -mm. as of late. I was hyped. And it is fantastic. Definitely check it out. That's probably my favorite listens lately. And go into the vault and look up You and I. It was on the Adult Swim singles project that they had forever ago. Yay. What about you, Dustin? Um, what have I listened to? Oh, Haim. Haim's album. Oh, yeah. How is that? I thought of you when I saw it. I listened. It's good. Um, it's not, it's, if you like Haim, you'll like it. If not, it's not the album that you want to be introduced to them on. I put it to you like that. But they have some great songs on there. I like um, Ready For You, I believe is the name of the song, Walking Away. Um, and the title track, Something To Tell You. Ain't that what it's called? I think so. I'm not I opening my title, which I love to death. <laughs> but yeah, Han's have, album is cool. And I think that they have video content on title too. Yeah, they do. They, they do. Actually I do. saw it today. See... You know, that one thing I love, I, I'm a good visuals person. Like, I love a good yeah, video. Yeah, Tidal got that on lock. Tidal, I might have to. <laughs> that is, the, is good. I, I listen to Bomb and Gilead on Tidal today. <laughs> Do they have the video up there? No, but they have the song. I'm like, I'm listening to Karen Clark on Tidal. Like, this is great. <laughs> if you don't have Tidal and you're trying to use a subscription, I would say go on ahead and give it a shot. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I might. I don't got title is good, ain't it? Look, <laughs> I don't have twenty six extra dollars to spend, but I might have to find it somewhere. Like because, and you know what? For those of y'all that partake in the playlist pledge, wouldn't it be so nice if y'all just started, you know, doing that? So I could give me a title account too. No, you didn't. Shit, I'm just saying. If they look for this money next month, I already told them I ain't got it. But I might <laughs> tell them I got it for y'all for some months. Who knows? Coldplay. Oh, new. They have a new song called Aliens. 
so good. So you good. already know it's good. Like you don't even have to. But yes, couldn't forget to shout them out because that excited me seeing them back on the scene. That's it for me. Have you been revisiting anything? Um, you know, I've been listening to Joey Badass. Do you guys like mm, him? Yes. You know what? I never really got into him. I, you know, I feel like I never really sat with his music, and for whatever reason. He just came to my mind, like, how come you don't listen to Joy Badass? And I started listening to him. I think it's because Mr. Robot, like, he killed that oh, role. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just love people that are that are just, like, putting themselves out there like that. You know, like, I think it's cool. So yeah. I started listening, and I really like him. I don't know. I don't think people talk about him enough. Vince Staples. I was going to ask you is, what you thought about Vince Staples. I love Vince Staples. But I've always loved him. He's like my little brother in my head. Like, if I had a little brother, it would be him. Do you watch his interviews? <laughs> yes. And the way he talks, yeah. he's my little brother. <laughs> like, he has no filter. No. Zero fucks. <laughs> He'll just say what he, like, thinks about everything. And, it's, and you could tell that he's being raised by, like, OG people. Because he's, like, the game that he spits. I'm like, he's so, he's, like, 23 years old. But he's dope, and his music is dope. I'm a huge fan, so definitely check out. What is it called? Gold, Goldfish? No, Fishbowl, I think. Yeah, Fishbowl. I, I think, think it's it called is Fishbowl, fishbowl. right? But definitely check it out. He's dope. That's it for me. I keep saying that, and then it's like, one more. <laughs> I know, because I keep asking more questions. I'm like, what are you listening to? Are you listening to anything old, Dustin? Um, Shit. Am I listening to anything old? Yes. Actually, I am. I was listening to some Escape today. <laughs> like, oh, I downloaded all this stuff because they were doing, I saw a video on their official Escape Instagram account from their performance in uh, New Orleans at the Superdome and they were doing Keep On Keeping On, mm. that song with MC Light. Oh, and I had God. forgot how much the jam it was. Yeah, I got to revisit their whole Just shit. to see them doing it in the way Tiny Is was bopping. Uh, no, it was on on the YouTube. Damn, close the, on the YouTube. <laughs> but yes, it was. It, so I've been listening this morning actually on the train on the way to work. I downloaded a whole bunch of old Escape on Tidal and was jamming on That's the way to work. Me this week. Yeah. You had a good ass Tuesday. That's well, it. I have uh, one last thing to say. I was listening to old ass music on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify for their playlist making. Like Spotify is great. Their algorithms for certain things are just like. You can't get it nowhere else. That's why it's just everyone has their something. You know what? (laughs) Spotify visuals. They had me at the daily mix. Like they give you like four daily mixes. Like if you listen to it enough, and and they just now they gave me a summer rewind playlist. I did. So it was all the shit that I was bopping last summer, and like now I get to play it. So I just want to share. (laughs) I have been listening all over again to goddamn 3500. Oh, yeah. Travis Scott Future 2 Chains bomb ass track. Yeah. And old school as um, ASAP Rocky on his uh, project at, um, at Long Last ASAP. He had a track called M's with Lil Wayne. Yes. That was one of my summer pops last summer. You was jamming last summer. I was. <laughs> and Young Thugs knocked off with Birdman. Oh. <laughs> Hood classic. So oh. I just wanted to thank Spotify for that. I just love that they know. They're like, hey, you got your beats on. This is what the fuck he's supposed to be listening to. So I'm like, okay. All I got to do is hit play. Young Hope Thug makes great music. Absolutely. Jeffrey has been out here doing it. In his dress and all. In his high fashion coots and all. <laughs> So that's all it over here at the Music Man Corner. Thank you. Now we can move it on over to TV land. That's right. So let's talk. (laughs) We'll be talking first. (laughs) (laughs) What shows are on? (gasps) 
A whole lot of stuff came on this week. <laughs> really? Why yes. am I thinking everybody's on break? Because they are, but they aren't. It's mm. the weirdest space right, right now on reality TV, but... Like, so the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion came on for season two, part one. <laughs> Potomac, you all know Real Housewives of Potomac is the is the um, part of the franchise that I love to hate. I can't help but watch them. It's like a train wreck. <laughs> but it is entertaining. So all of the ladies were making me laugh on the couch. Sharice, although I first was irritated by her this season, looking back, I can say she, if nothing else, she was consistent. Because all this season, she very much had a disposition of like, I'm rich, I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? And at first, I thought it was daughter. an act. But like, right. But like, it was consistent. And if nothing else, she committed to it. So I give, you know, real recognized real. So shout out to Sharice. <laughs> Is you she know. the one you were saying... Peaked at college. That's Giselle. Oh. Yeah. But that's the same show? <laughs> yeah, same, yeah, show. same show. Okay. <laughs> same show. Who, Giselle, I figured out something about her. I think that she dates, she likes men that dote on her. So she dates a certain type of, um, like, her ex-husband was Jamal Bryant. So you've probably seen him. He's a pastor. No. So the people probably seen what he looks no. like. And her new man is, like, the same way but older. He reminds me a lot of Karen Huger's husband, the black Bill Gates. The black bill ain't actually is what he should. Wow. <laughs> but that's what but she reminds me of that. Robin had a moment off camera. Well, she thought she was off camera, but she cussed Monique out and threatened to whoop her ass. But she, the cameras were really on. The mics were on, rather. Damn. That was interesting. It was just a great reunion. So watch that if you get a chance. I am. You know, I slept on that season after like two episodes, yeah. two or three. I was like, okay, Because it was, you know, they've never really been you know exciting to watch but it has been interesting and this season was just a lot of the same are okay. they boring or well it's a different it's just a different energy than any of the other Real Housewives franchises and so it's something that you have to learn how to enjoy I'll put it like that because once I figured out once I cracked the code and got the Cliffs Notes Real Housewives of Potomac for Dummies once I bought the book <laughs> I have had a great time watching that show <laughs> You know, okay. since then. So give me the cliff notes on mm-hmm. or a bonus icebreaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give me two of the women off of Potomac that you would like to see go. Go? Yes. Dead. Um, who can go? Let me really think and about it. Give this. me two that can go and give me two that surprised you this season that you didn't think that you was gonna fuck with that you fuck with now. Okay, Sharice definitely okay. surprised me because she was a disaster the first season. So she can stay. If anybody had to go, everybody kind of fills a spot, but I feel like they could bring better people in. I would, I'll say this, can I, debo- can I demote someone sure. or do they just you, have to leave? No, you can demote them. Okay. Be friend of. So Robin <laughs> should definitely be, oh, a, she be well, no, but said. Robin's heating up. Ooh. Oh, so we're just getting to the good stuff with her. So we'll keep her cooking. Wait, Robin the one and she lived with her ex? And yes, they... oh, it's been okay. a whole right. thing with that. Like, you gotta watch. Okay, all right. So Robin could say, who, um, you could probably, but damn, this season, honestly, everybody kind of brought it. Really? So, like, I, I really can't Even say. Even the young one that they Even hated? At, she was one of the main ones. Really? And, she and, was the, the spoon stirring what? the pot. Yeah. Okay, so, and Monique delivered the rest of the season? Monique did, but Monique gets on my nerves. Really? So, yes, Monique tries too hard. She's too much. And so a lot of that, like, so this just is weird. I literally don't know who. Like usually, <laughs> I'll know. I won't watch the show, but I'll know. Like I know who Rashid is and Jocelyn. Right, right. I don't know any of these people. We really don't either. We the just show watch doesn't them on get Sundays. amplified. I think Potomac is like if we had if we watched Orange County. Like don't nobody really watch them. 
Like, I think white people, I mean, watch people watched them because they were the first, and, like, we watched Potomac because, you know, they're black. But, like, <laughs> but not, nobody really watched them. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> we're not invested in the characters. It's just entertaining to watch, literally. Oh. But, so that's been good. Um, and a YouTuber, um, James Caldwell, who he's hilarious, watch his YouTube channels. He actually reviewed James Caldwell, C-O-L-W-E-L-L. I'm telling y'all, the nigga is hilarious. He reviewed this and he said the best dressed person on the couch on the stage was Andy. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. what, what was the thing? None. Oh. Get dressed with the lights off. No, I'm just They quiet. usually have a thing. Karen really need our ass before how she looked at the reunion. At least everybody else tried. Karen had <laughs> on like home. a, I don't even know how to describe it. It just looked like a bath mat. You know like what a bath mat what? looks like? It was one of them patterns. I can't describe it. It was horrible. Like fuzzy? Yes. It was very much like stuff on the dress. And it was a horrible color and her hair was blocking her face. This is her hair looked like the Showtime at the Apollo curtain. It was horrible. Oh, my God. Uh, but... Moving on from how no, did you moving say on. moving on, moving the on, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and then talking about moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> oh, don't cite that. Remember that aside. Oh, don't, don't cite that bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> um, so, beloved hip hop Atlanta reunion part one. All these reunions. Right, I told y'all we had a lot of ground to cover. I'm trying my best to move <laughs> with the speed of light, but. Really quickly, Love and Hip Hop Reunion was more of the same. I will say, however, we finally broke the glass ceiling with Kirk and Rashida. We got to the bottom of some of that. Rashida finally had a breakdown. And we didn't necessarily need her to break down, but she finally actually talked about and addressed the rumors and the issues head on. Mm. So that was good to see. Sidebar, she had a really cute, like, Gucci dressy jogging suit on. Yes. Like, these heels, she looked good. Rashida can dress. She's a dresser. Yeah, it was good. Cute. But anyway, so that was great. Jessica Dime gets the MVP award of the night. She clowned her lovely Mimi on that stage. Lovely Mimi clowned her fucking self. And lovely Mimi was trying to, like, fight Jessica Dime. All that stuff that they do, that the irrelevant people on there do. They get, think that the louder they are, the more interesting they Spin-offs. are. Jessica Dime stayed calm. And literally started laughing. She was like, now you know you ain't going to get over that table, girl. She was like looking like a damn majorette. And she just said, the girl. And, and, and then her and Carly got up. And, and started was, doing the majorette move. And the girl had on like a, the girl, first of all, is a horrible She said, you're a damn high like. stepper. Right. And she, they got up and started doing the majorette moves, the march. Like how you march and be like, they were doing that. It was so. Oh uh, she literally clowned her. So that was like worth the whole entire night. <laughs> Uh, moving on from that, I do you just want to know. I just want to know how come you ain't saying nothing in my face? How come you ain't saying to my face? And Jessica Dom don't give a damn. She, she said, "What I'm gonna say to your face? We ain't never together. That you talk too much and that you loud and you get on my nerves. That's what you want me to say to your face? <laughs> Calm though. Meanwhile, the other girl is screaming at the top of her lungs, just trying to bring attention. It was glorious to watch. <laughs> Jessica Dime batted a thousand this whole season. She whooped the ass that needed to be whooped. She did. She kept her calm, composure. She got her man. She totally elevated and redeemed herself from last season. I actually enjoyed her. She, and she was a person a who I would have sent home. She even dressed a little differently. What do you think changed? Because I keep seeing even her online, man. everyone like Love. loves her. She's Aww. just been calm and <laughs> she yeah. got a nigga now to tell Y'all her. Hear that, fellas? Love. 
Look, you know when you got somebody to tell you like, like, hey, you know, you being real crazy. And then he probably don't tell he she being crazy. Like, you know what? I love you for you. And now she just thinking a little bit more clear. Like, hey, this nigga love me. Like, I don't got time to fight half you bitches. Like, she see things for what they are. It's just But brave. she still serves them because, you know, them senses, they still on. Now, you know, when you're in love and things, some of that weight's taken off. So the senses, they get a little bit sharper. Okay. That's why her reads was so on point. That's why, like, because when she, I keep Everything you not friend, landed. Everything when she landed. Said that, that high stepper <laughs> shit. Like, she said, girl, shut up over there looking like a majorette. Yeah. A damn high stepper. Like, <laughs> like, every, like, the timing of it was all great. It, it was, was perfection. Funny. It was literally like, and I was so proud of her, too, because it would have been very easy for her to start cussing and fighting that girl or whatever. But instead, she made us laugh. Right. And so it was just a slap in the face to everybody that thinks that that shows the, the downfall of black women and black people in general. She kind of stayed, believe it or not, Jessica Dime kind of flew above the fray. She did. So that was good to watch, you know, on a positive note and shit like that. <laughs> But um, basketball-wise is the last thing we're going to talk about. It's some other shows we could discuss, you know. And it's one more show we are going to discuss. So real quick, basketball-wise. Actually, Asante, I'm say, go ahead. Well, before we do basketball, I know this is so long and I hate I'm it trying, too. I'm trying, but, but we're going to talk about Ocho Cinco Mama. Well, on, on, well yes, you have to talk about that. That's where we're going. That. What? But you can't, talk, you can't just talk about damn lovely Mimi on the damn reunion. Mm-hmm. You can't leave it there. Who do? Who else do we need to mention okay, that deserves Well, outside it? of, you know, saying that Rashida looked good. Oh, okay, you know what? I see your point. You get it. A lot of... The first episode of the part of the reunion was a lot of people I don't care about. And I, go, I just right wanted there. to address... I don't even want to give them no sh- nothing. Right. I just want to know why they did that. They had all these strangers on this season. And then on the first part of the reunion, they gave all the strangers like a little section. And it was like, we don't care about what half y'all are talking about and doing. They didn't even let them on the stage. Even, exactly. Even that one girl that young jock brought out. The whole show was them talking from the audience? They the girls. The well, new. they know they have to save the best for last. Or oh, what, that's why what they kept, that's why they kept teasing us with Jocelyn the entire time. But but you are absolutely right. Let's move on to the main course. See what I'm saying? Look, we about (laughs) let's take you to the other date. We're gonna take you here for the the main course. Basketball wives. (sighs) Basketball wives was good. I just want to say that even though me and Sanaya don't see eye to eye, (laughs) Sania, what's her name? Sania or Sanaya? Sania. Whatever. Whatever. But just, you know, she's very burly. And I didn't, and I don't mean esque. I mean burly, okay? <laughs> Not burlesque. But, but, and so, and she also has stirred up, she's done a lot of things that I just didn't agree with. She was really mean to this girl on the show. And you know how I am about people that are like bullies like that and mean. I just don't, it don't work with me. But she handled her fucking business this week on the show because these girls came to her party literally to start shit, friend. That's the only reason that they were there. They know that they wouldn't have been invited, and they showed up. Literally, they told her that the girls were coming. She said, okay, okay. She said, now who's she coming with? They said, Hazel. She said, okay. So see, Hazel know that I don't want them. Okay, okay. That's all you got from her. The girls got to the party. She walks up to them. Excuse me. Why are you here? Why are you all here? Why did you come? You weren't invited. You know you weren't invited. Why did you come? That's how she talks. So yes. the girl was like, what, you don't want us here? I mean, we just came. And she was like, but you weren't invited. I need you to leave. Can you leave? Literally, the girl started that shit before she could even get one syllable of the word out. All you saw was Sanaya's back, buttocks, thighs, and legs lurching, lunging 
forward like the Jaguar. She looked like Holly Berry's wig at them awards. It looked like that Jaguar symbol <laughs> leaping forward. <laughs> That's all you saw was Cynthia <laughs> moving. Her doing the look back too. Dusted both of their asses. Literally okay? both of them. Then got up and said they need to go. And walked away. I'm going to use the bathroom, and when I come out, they better be gone. And that was all you got. And so for someone, now you know, <laughs> you know that was close to my heart when I saw that. Because it was, was a setup, friend. I'm super conflicted because, and, and I'm here with you. Do you get what I'm saying? Because, listen, because this woman attacked two of these women, and one of them was Hazel, who seems like real nice and partyish and well-to-do. But she literally, like, this was this woman's event, Sunia. See. So when Hazel was like, no, I'm not leaving. Like, she didn't even get... I mean, like, that's, that's what we knew she was trying to say. All, she ain't even make it that far. She, she, was, she was trying to say everybody else is here and all this shit, but Sunia told her to leave, and she said no, and so it was like... Uh, Cleared it. Like, Do you hear me? Like, she's the definition of don't talk about it, be about it. And I was like, well, you know... There's no reason for me to be mad about this. Like what? it was your party, like, and you said that you didn't not even invite them there, and you did tell them to leave, and they just said no. So I feel like she and was it wasn't well like her they rights. showed up as a plus one to somebody else. It wasn't like they showed up and were there. Like, let me just go and see if we can make up whatever. No, the girl we had just been introduced to her like a scene prior, and she came on and said she couldn't stand her. Right. So then y'all show up at her party. Sunia handled that. Do you hear me, Hazel friend? was Tammy. Handled that. Hazel was Tammy Roman's niece or something, and so she brought a girl that knew, that was openly talking about how she don't like Sunia. She's like, yeah, I'm going to bring her. We coming. You weren't even invited, and you talking about bringing someone that you know this woman don't even like, and y'all knew. So it's like, why are you? You can't. They literally <laughs> came, and were kind of open about it. They came to start shit. So to see that happen, oh, it was just, I was like, see this. You know who had me laughing? <laughs> I hate to say this, but you, I think I've tried to say this before, but Shawnee be having me laugh. Yeah, sometimes she, she be do t- be Because she be talking with this, like, she be sounding like a snotty little, uh, little boy. Mm-hmm. And then she be like, she be like, oh, no, oh, Lord, not that. Mm-hmm. Like, she be like, oh, no, Jesus, you're going to fight him? Oh, no. Like, the way she says, I'm like, Shawnee, why you got to say that back like that? Only thing I didn't like, Evelyn was heated for real. Yes. And to me, when you are in a situation like that with your friend, if you're not getting ready to, if y'all not about to both jump in and like y'all are both on that level, your responsibility as a friend is to kind of like get things moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Now it's different. Shawnee was not about to fight nobody and we know not that. At all. So I really don't see what the point of her hopping back in the car and telling <laughs> Evelyn, you know, kids, it's just off limits. And I don't fight, but this would have been the night and you talking to somebody who y'all are literally trying to calm down. Right. So you really fanning the flames and then hiding your head, throwing a rock and hiding she your hands. Typical Shawnee. Calling all the folks from the Bronx and everything. But yeah, all that was good. So so as far as reality TV get, is concerned, shout out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> it was a good weekend. You know. Hold on, we got one more or two more. Well, I can't. Um, okay. I'm going to cut it. Because we have already... Okay, well, we'll just put the people on the Ocho Cinco Mama. Please. Uh, next, at, next week. We'll do it as a teaser. Okay. Next week. And, and Fran, you should actually watch this show. Oh, I, would, I would love what? to. I'm going to send you some links. Ocho Cinco? Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars oh. Family Edition on oh. WeTV. They are featuring... and They always have an ensemble cast of like celebrities from, again, reality stars. So this is um, Mike, the situation, Sorrentino, and two of his brothers... Somebody from Team Mom that I'm not even going to name and people with her. Um, Chad Ochocinco Johnson and his mom. 
um, Kendra from Hank. She back from Kendra on top. With her mama. The title of that, considering their marriage too, challenges, man. has always been hilarious oh, to me. Gosh. But Kendra on top and her mama are there. They filming together. Hi, Kendra. Yeah, like she's there. <laughs> um, and I can't remember who else. It doesn't matter. But like it's Chad Ochocinco. Johnson, his mother, has been the star of the show. <laughs> I've never seen someone was so dismissive. She told him he had too many kids for her to be a grandmother too, and so he can keep <laughs> them to himself, all them illegitimate ass kids, because he want to drop his sperm off everywhere. He was like, "What?" She was, he was like, "You acting like you don't want to do with my kids." She was like, "I don't." <laughs> All them illegitimate ass kids you got. You got six motherfucking kids. You expect me to be the grandma. That's what she said as wow. his mother, the grandmother. Wow. That's what she said. Glorious to watch. So we'll get back to that next week because I'm currently binging that so we can yeah, get I caught up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. And that's it for TV Land. I didn't talk so much. I got to <laughs> swallow my spit and move away from the mic. Hold on. Back. So that's it for the TV segment, Brad. Oh, thank you. Thanks again to Forum for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. We all know the struggle to find the perfect solution for our curls, twists, coils, and tresses. That's why Tristan Walker and the good people at Walker & Co. have created Form. Born from a global community of women of all ethnic backgrounds, Form is the first and only end-to-end system designed to make hair care simple. The Form family of products was specifically designed to complement each other and your own process. No matter what your needs are, Form works every step of the way. Everything starts with the Form consultation, a step-by-step evaluation that ensures you get the best pairing of Form products and usage recommendations. I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that I tried the consultation. I put in all the things they asked about my hair, about the frizziness, the moisture levels, um, whether I use products that were humectants. I told you it gives awesome tips in between. They finally sent me a package based on my results. So I saw that I got a clarifier, a shampoo that, I mean, a a conditioner that apparently has like extra slip for when I'm detangling, which is good for me because I actually detangle my hair with my fingers. I don't use combs because that way uh, it minimizes breakage. So I was excited about that. I haven't used the products yet because as you guys know, I've been on my tour and I didn't want to be on the tour looking crazy if it didn't work <laughs> but <laughs> I've come seen on it y'all on know how people. it is testing out new products but I do have this week off so I'm gonna try it and I'm very excited to let you guys know exactly how my hair looks next week I'll post pictures so fingers crossed but I'm sure that the products are amazing because the, res- the, the fact that it was a consultation that asked such specific questions and sent me a regimen based on those answers means that it's catered to my hair. So I feel like it should work. And I know that Crystal said that she totally loved it and her results were awesome. So I'm excited to see what mine turn out to be. Uh, You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash friendzone. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's formbeauty.com forward slash friendzone. Remember that form was inspired by your own hair care journey and delivers uncompromising performance without sacrificing the health of your hair. My favorite part. I'll let you guys know next week. Now we're going to move on to what you guys... Uh, have for us and you're asking for a friend section which you got for, oh lord Asante's already making a face it's because they spell my name wrong oh usually, one S 
I wish it was that simple. Oh. It's A-S-I-N-T-E. Like, what are you doing? Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> the subject of this one is, oh, don't forget to email us at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Now I got that out the way. The subject is friend or dot, 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 hating ass bitch. Wow. Mm. I will get right to it and save the praise for the end. I am a 33-year-old female, and I have this friend I've known since high school. This year, one of our mutual friends got married in Jamaica, and we go to the wedding, dance all night, laugh, and the next day, we're hanging out on the beach. I am quietly reading one of Hill Harper's books, and the discussion turns to the wedding and what people had on. The girlfriend's (laughs) cousin talks about who was inappropriately dressed at the wedding. She then describes a woman that basically had on the same dress as myself. (laughs) Now, mind you, this invitation said evening wear. Don't be mad at me because you decided to wear a $5 dress from Forever 21 and I wore an evening gown. I let that slide and chuckled and continued to read. I guess they thought I had my music on, earphones in, and was reading. Because all of the women we were with decided to talk about me. Her hair was a mess. What is that even made of? And why did she decide to change her bathing suit? I like the other one better and so on. I changed because I brought multiple suits that suit me. Now, I'm not a tongue biter and I'm and I'm in another country and decided not to get jumped or go to Jamaican jail. My friend <laughs> comes up to me and says, whatever, I hope our friendship grows and I'm happy we've been cool for 20 years. Now, I apologize for talking trash, not don't talk about my friend, but whatever. I just looked at her and kept it moving. And we're now back home and she wants to hang out and chill. This was three weeks ago and I'm not over it. Am I being petty or is this a normal reaction? I haven't spoken to her since and we have not hung out. I got lost for a second. So she started, so I I guess because, I I don't know. What did she She say the friend came up to her and said? She said, my friend comes up to me and says, Whatever. I hope our friendship grows and I'm happy we've been cool for 20 years. Not, I apologize for talking trash. Not, don't talk about my friend, but whatever. Mm. So basically her friend came up to her like nothing happened. And that's yep. why she's annoyed. And so she hasn't talked to her friend. Well, that's kind of her fault, though, because she didn't even tell her friend she knew. Exactly. Well, I shouldn't say it's your fault because obviously well, you're in a, a very weird predicament. So... You know, personally, I don't know. You ain't just going to sit up and talk about me like that. And we're supposed to be friends. Like, what is that about? I don't know. You need to say something. Especially a destination. Her friend was in on it. Yeah. She was with the people that were talking. Like, they were all talking about her, her included. Yep. There was a bunch of people. Um, Her homegirl's cousin was there. Oh, no. That's not. I mean. It was a wedding. I, I. if that happened to me, I would automatically know that wasn't my friend. Yeah. I I can't even imagine sitting with a group of people making fun of my friend and being like, her hair's a mess. And, and then to join in on it. And then and join in and then act like nothing happened later and say, I'm glad we've been friends for 20 years. No. No. So I don't know if you were listening to the entire thing or half listening. If they all were talking about you. You need to let somebody know that you just don't like being discussed like that. If I don't know if maybe they felt like they were clowning. Um, you just don't like to be clowned on or whatever the case may be. 
because everything that you're doing is for you. If you wanted to change your bathing suits and have your multiple evening gowns and all that at the <laughs> wedding and be popping, then that's what you should do. And you need to walk confident in that. Now, with that said, people are going to talk and you have every right to say, y'all don't need to be talking about me. And you have every right to say, don't talk about me in the future when we're doing stuff, because that's not fair for you to just be sitting up and for them to be talking about you and not to you about what you had on. That's where I'm at with it. I don't really, if that's your friend, then, you know, maybe she'll be like, I'm sorry, and that wasn't the intent, or you can get a clearer understanding of what actually was being discussed. And maybe that wasn't, maybe they actually were talking about somebody else. And you feel in some type I'm of way. You, yeah, maybe they misunderstood. Right, like maybe they were talking about you for a period of time, and then they started talking about somebody else that was there, and you just didn't hear it switch over. Like maybe they were talking about you talking about. And she switched her dress. The other one was cute. Da, 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 da. And then they started talking about you. Like, did you see Auntie Nisi over there? Or you know, whatever. Hopefully that was the case, and you just been. Ho- I don't know. Just just talk <laughs> to your friends. Was said. Something was said. But, Something was said. But you're not gonna know until you talk to them. And you know they said your hair was a fool and your dress was a fool at the wedding. You know that for a fact. Now to me, seem like y'all in Jamaica, y'all on cool. vacation. Everybody's hair gonna be messed up, right? <laughs> Y'all on vacation, getting in the water. Y'all had this conversation at the beach. Who hair was looking right? Right. Okay. Second of all, they sound like some Facebook girls, right? <laughs> so, if so, to me, on a petty note, I would just go on Facebook and blast them. Every last one of them, I would post pictures from the wedding and roast every single thing they had on <laughs> and tag them in the status and give each not one group picture either. Everybody gets be over with the statuses. You get a status. You get a status. Everybody <laughs> status gets a status. <laughs> and roast every last one oh of them in a joking way. And you can tag and them reactions Say you do too. it with love. Like, don't cuss at nobody, but cuss about somebody. You right. know what I'm saying? Or you can yeah. even post some of their bathing suits and how terrible they look. Or you could just post them and say, like, this is what your suit was supposed to look like at the wedding, wasn't it, girl? Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Hope you're having a good one. Just start raining on their parades and see how they feel for the rest Put of their day. Putting baby pictures out. <laughs> Them high school, y'all was high school friends. Them high school, them eighth grade dance, them Sadie Hawkins pictures. Pull some of that shit out and remind them that they still the exact same person they was back then. Yes. That's right. That's my advice. <laughs> On a petty note. On a petty And that's all I got. Thank you. Well, I hope that helps. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. So you sitting there and they just talking about you? Your friends? Like y'all at a wedding and they just talking about you right there. Like they not like like joking with you or touching you or tapping you in or saying something to you. Like no, everybody drink with a head sand so in it. Uncomfortable. <laughs> everybody drink with a head sand in it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, hope, hopefully you work that out because that just sounds wild please and and work it out as soon as possible because if you end up on another trip and, and you were in Jamaica so hide that passport you had to go <laughs> never mind <laughs> <laughs> you had to go and sit with that and be somewhere else you couldn't even just be like that's Y'all the bitches worst better part of the destination wedding she went back to her hotel all salty not in Jamaica Mariah mm, Carey mm, wall mm. sliding in the shower mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's terrible well <sighs> Hopefully you feel better soon. But you know what, though? This is... <laughs> it's a shame. She said, right. You carry wall slide in the shower. I'm trying shame. to keep it together. <laughs> it really is a shame, though. And I feel bad for you, baby. So I'm I saying just fun. roast them. Yeah. yeah, that's what you say. Roast them all and then post the video. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? That's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> In T-Way, let us knock Ooh. out this black business of the week. Yes. Um, part two of collecting business info at the Essence Festival. Oh God, we have, like, businesses for the next 10 weeks. From yes, there. we did. I want to shout out um, uh, Besida. I hope I'm saying that correctly. That's B-E-S-I-D-A. Uh, they're an Afro, an Afro-Sin chic clothing line, and it's all handmade in Nigeria. Um, me and Fran had the pleasure of stopping by their booth in the, at the Essence Festival, and we got to meet Jasmine, who's a super cool fan of the show. So she followed up and emailed us, and she wanted to shout out her her friend's business that she's been working to help her build. And this year, the business for the business, her friend is going to be building a solar powered mini factory outside of Benin, Nigeria. Wow! She decided to have all her clothes made back in her hometown to provide jobs and be an example of manufacturing with respect to the local environment. Oh, she wow. just launched her oh. summer collection and she said she'd love for the friends on fans to be rocking her clothes and the clothes are bomb. Um, now, I will say, you know, I said to you at the booth, you know, holla at us when you got the men's line because, you know, I would love to wear some of your stuff. Um, just really, really beautiful garments and to be able to give back and to contribute would be so dope. So yeah. the name of the business again is Besida. It's B-E-S-I-D-A. And um, I do remember the booth. It was the one in the corner, right? Yeah, it was really, yes, really nice stuff. Yes, it was stuff. that one. I'm actually going to see if I can, because uh, we have so many events in August. Hopefully, I can right. grab something from there. So, the, dope. the website is Besida Online. That's B-E-S-I-D-A online.com. So, go and check that out. She's got all sorts of things on there. There's also an Instagram lookbook, so you can look through all the pretty dresses and the colorful items that they have for you all. And again, you'll be supporting businesses out in Nigeria so going ahead and get with it that's yeah. right dope I Super guess that's dope. it for this week's show it was a long one it was, it was. <laughs> do you guys have any church announcements I actually do here? I have a church announcement oh! shout out to everybody I have fun now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> That's my church announcement. And I'll see y'all July 23rd on HBO at 10.30. Insecure season premiere, part two. Very excited about that. I'll also see you on the web series, Sister. Very proud of that project with Five Tier Media. I'm a very talented filmmaker um, and screenwriter out of Detroit named Dietrich Hicks. Um, we collaborated on a project called Sister, web series about three black girls. Um, who lost their mom and had to learn how to reform their bond as sisters um, in New York City. Uh, play a guy named Dorian, who is a badass radio personality that is dating one of the sisters. And then come to find out, well, you got to watch for, for the rest of that. Okay, then Dorian. So shout out to everybody. It's I had Dorian. fun. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I said, I'm going to be taking it slow the next couple of weeks because I deserve Yes, but do. I do have pretty cool news that uh, my tour was uh, the see I can't even think my brain is so tired. The tour will come back in 2018. Woo! Yes, for round two, yeah, which I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited about. And we finalized the cities this week. Wow! And we are going to hit the cities that we weren't able to hit this year. So next year, London, Toronto, yes. Detroit, yes. actually. Detroit, Detroit. Detroit's going to get some love. St. Louis. 
Boston. <laughs> Cash she could perform. Dead. So, <laughs> so we'll be seeing a lot of you that we didn't get to catch up with this year. And I'm very excited to change up the tour with, you know, all the new things we learned on this one. And we'll see you guys on the road I'm again so proud in 2018. You, Thank you so much. I'm excited. May it be bigger. May it be better. Yes. And cheers to all the miles that we are covering with, with all of our different projects. So that's it. That's it for me. Yes. I am just laying low and building high right now. Speak. I have this website that I'm working on. It's becoming clearer and clearer. It was initially just going to be my music website where everything is going to live. But I'm kind of trying to make like this cool little music photo blog thing. So I'm working even harder on the website now that the big vision behind it is becoming clearer. Yes. So um, I said before that I'm going to be looking for some models pretty soon. I've actually had some people reach out. Um, it's definitely going to be mostly men's project, but definitely a people of color project for sure. So just stay tuned. I'll keep you all posted on that and be taking some photos of some folks. Yes. Well, that's it for us. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love you once again. Thanks for keeping us on the iTunes charts. We actually yes. charted yet again. Thank you for the love, the comments, the push, the momentum, the five-star ratings. Please thank continue. You. And we will see you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. (laughs) Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.